You're listening to Coco's Tea with I Am The Real Coco. Hey! Coco's Tea, episode 90, y'all. I'm in 90 episodes. Holla. I'm at 90 episodes. Turn up real quick. Look, I got a special guest in the building right now. Before I say his name, he's a comedian. Right, right, right. He's an actor. He's an entrepreneur. He got he got a right. lot of things going on. He got right. lots of, you know, I'm about to ask him to hold a 20 real quick after we get done <laughs> with this interview because he out here making money moves. His name is Tremo. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yes. I appreciate you. Yes, 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 yes. We talked about, you know, having you on the show a long time ago. Yeah, we did when I met. We met something. What were we doing? Wait, when did we first meet? It was, um, I don't know. Was, was it, it was at Sidekicks? Yeah, Sidekicks. I was just saying, that was the first time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I, I ran into you at the post office. Yeah, the I post office. Yeah, I didn't know that you'd be in the hand like that because I thought you were living in LA. Yeah, I was, but I left. Okay. Why did you Atlanta. leave? Um, to work on stand up. So I need to be in a city where it's like real stand ups. Not, not real stand I'm sorry, real people to work on my stand up. Because LA, have you ever been to LA? Once. Once. Okay, it has like all entertain, entertain, Entertainment type people, right? Right. So I need like nine to five people in crowds to really work my jokes out. You know okay. what I mean? To get a good Not feel. Not people who are already in the industry. Now they got different sense of humors. You know, see, LA like Africa. When I, what I mean by that is, what? like, I'm about to explain it. Like 90% of the people <laughs> struggling and like 10% got money. So there is no middle class, right? Oh, so when it comes okay. to like people, I need like nine to five, like every day going through regular shit gotcha. type people. But in LA, like I can go to LA and work on my stand up, but I know um, like certain jokes, I'm like, this go hit hard in LA because they going through this. You know what I mean? But right. the rest of the world ain't going through what LA going through. Right, right. So that's right. what I mean by that. Okay, yeah. And no, no, not to Africa. I'm sorry, Africa. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the whole continent, though. <laughs> right, like... I did, I did. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop saying it. <laughs> I'm weak. Okay, but you know, so yeah. Birmingham, we have the historic. You know, and I'm not, I'm not in the comedy world, so the historic or and what I've heard, legendary Stardom Comedy Club. Yeah, it's one of the biggest in the South. Right. Great. And long. so is that, I guess, what's the difference between like that environment and working out your jokes there or even like in the smaller clubs here locally in Birmingham versus like the bigger clubs that are in L.A.? Because they have like well, different I guess, levels of what's right, like right. legendary compared to here. Yeah. So like in LA you got like the comedy store the laugh factory the mm. comedy store is like the most coveted 
uh, comedy club. And in New York, you have uh, the cellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the, com- the comedy stores in LA, comedy stores, the comedy club in LA. Now that has the richest history. That's when you walk in there, you see the same stage that Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, like they all went to work their jokes out. Yeah. And, you know, and then the comedy store does have like uh, people come in. It's like tourist people, you mm-hmm. know, people that's visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like to get on stage at the comedy store, the line is long. Mm. Like for me to get on stage in LA, when I first got there, I would literally have to put my name in a hat with 50 other comedians and a lottery would get pulled and wow. I only get like three minutes. Wow. You know what I mean? So how good can I get if that's all I can get? Yeah, you have work? like a very small chance. Right. Yeah. So I went to Atlanta to work on my stand-up because it's like five clubs that okay. I can get on stage at any given night in Atlanta. And so Atlanta's easier than LA. So L- it, which one's harder between LA and New York? Uh, what do you mean? When in you terms say of harder? like you know getting on, stage? on, yeah. I'll say New York. Okay. Because New York, New York is like yeah, you these spot. <laughs> Somebody got co-signed. You co-signed you in in, in New yes. York. You know what I mean? Okay. But that's because New York uh, clubs make so much money, and New York clubs pay you right. So LA, LA stand-up clubs may pay you uh, if they do pay you. They'll pay you like maybe fifteen dollars a show, ten dollars. It's very, it's very, very small, right? But New wow. York, New York, you can actually make a living doing stand-up in their clubs versus right. uh, LA. You can't really make a living doing stand-up in LA. Okay. And what about in Atlanta? Yeah, you can make a living doing uh well well Atlanta's flourishing anyway. So um it ain't in the price of living ain't as high as New York or, or LA, LA right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so but as far as doing if, if you was just making uh making money being a stand up and you had to start from the bottom, you mm-hmm. know, start your way from the bottom, I would say Atlanta more. Because it's easier to get on stage, you got more access to stage, and it's not a thousand comedians right in the city like it is in LA or, or New York. Right. Okay. But, yeah. And so you came back to Birmingham. So, okay. I came back to Atlanta first. Okay. Wait, so, hold on. Uh, so you were, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. It's all good. So you you went to University of Alabama, correct? Correct. What years were you there? Um, 2006 to 11. Wait. You're that much older than me? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Black don't crack. Black don't crack. Hold on, Trey. I really thought you were, like, my age. So you're in your 30s? Yeah, yeah, I'm 32. How old are you? No, no, don't say your age. Don't say your age. Don't, don't say your age. I'm 30. <laughs> I know. I really thought that you were like, you the know. The internet line, the internet thing got me at like 28, 29 when Honestly, I looked myself up. I didn't up. look at it. I just oh, yeah, assumed look- that you were like my age, maybe like a year or two older. I didn't know no, that no, you no, were no, like no. in your 30s. Or- so no, wait, no. what high school, what part of town did you grow up in? I grew up in uh, Woodlawn, Baby Kingston. No, Woodlawn. Yeah, yeah. My family's from Woodlawn. Yeah. So yeah. I went to uh, went to high school at Woodlawn and Hayes. Okay. Yeah. I graduated from Hayes. My went- grandmother is a graduate of Hayes. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> well, yeah, she come out. I know. <laughs> she probably know I'm my people's saying, name. I'm, no, no, I'm just well, saying. Well, your people like, probably my- know my people's Yeah, 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 yeah. probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm just saying like my roots are deep on the east side. Yeah. So, okay. So you went to Woodlawn and then you went on to University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I went. To, I did a year at UAB first. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. you studied film. No, I was supposed to be an engineer. I was supposed to be an electrical engineer, but I hated. I hated. I hated school, so I didn't think I was gonna graduate. Like, I, I did never, you graduate? Yeah, I graduated, but I was shocked that I graduated. Like when I finally made it, I was like, I'm shocked. How I long actually, did it take you to finish? Uh, well, I dropped out a year. Um, so you went to UAB for a year. Went to UAB for a year. Uh-huh. Then I transferred to University of Alabama. Why'd you transfer? Uh, my cousin. Um, he he's a year behind me. Um, we the same age, but my birthday late, but I started school early, so I got skipped up a grade. But he's okay. So he technically, he's a year behind me, but he's in his right grade. Yeah. So um, he was like, I need a roommate, and he's going to University of Alabama. He's like, I need a roommate. Can you go? Yeah. And I was like, Nah, I like UAB. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Really? You like being home? Well, yeah. I ain't like school no way. So to go to school in a Either foreign way. foreign city is already like I don't even like college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like that. 
So to, to go away in, in another city is like, uh-uh, because I don't even think I'm going to finish no way. Right. But he was like, uh, come with me. I need a roommate. He begged me. So I was like, all right, cool. And like two weeks before we supposed to go down there, he reneged and went to Morehouse on me. What? Right. And I was just like, fuck it. That's I'm gonna a go. whole 180. <laughs> what the fuck? Right. That's what I said. I'm like. Where'd you begged me to go. Right. You know what? I'm going to go anyway because they had already told everybody I was going. So it was like. They was looking for you. They weren't looking for me. But I was like, I ain't trying to like a lie. You know what I'm saying? Were you pressured into going to college? Uh, Nah, not really. You just felt like that was what you had to do? Not really. Um, I mean, uh, I don't feel like that's what I had to do. I was a little lost. Um, so coming out of coming out of high school, I mean, the teachers, but not like my parents or nothing impressed me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have any like... um. Like parental pressure to be like you gotta mm. go to school. Okay, uh, but my family, my extended family, I guess because I saw my older cousins go. Right. You know, I'm kind of on the younger side of the cousins, so I saw my older cousins go. I was like, I guess this is what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I went there the first week, I was like, Oh no, 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 no. It's not. It's not for me. You realize that your first week at UAB. Yeah, UAB. But you stayed in and you transferred schools, even though your cousin left you, and you stayed at UA. Yeah, and see, see, if if it wasn't for UA, I don't think I would have finished college. So what was it about that racist ass school? Um, well, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just All asking. Right. No, I'm and let I'm me at, just let me just say well, this: well, like just, well, being ahead. from Alabama, like you, you watch Alabama football. So, like, I mean, I, I was raised on that, but I mean, yeah, it is yeah, a racist yeah, yeah. ass school. But go ahead. Okay. So I think all schools in America are racist ass schools. Absolutely, if, if you go, yeah. Slaves built almost all the PWIs in America. True. And slaves worked all the PWIs. True. But at University of Alabama as a whole, I won't call it a racist ass school. And the reason the reason I say that is because like the school gave me the greatest chance of me um, succeeding. So is it racist people there? Yeah, it's racist people everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But like if you got a drunk uncle, I won't call you your family a, a, a family full of drunks. You get what I'm saying? So if you got one or two drunk uncles, you wouldn't say, oh, they family full of drunks. Nah, you just got one or two drunk uncles. But me per se, like the teachers at University of Alabama gave me way more love than the teachers at at uh, UAB. And that ain't no knock to UAB. I like UAB. But just the home feeling. Yeah. You know, the home feeling that UA gave me was amazing. So that's why I say if it wasn't if it wasn't for the University of Alabama and um, I don't think I would have I would have finished school, but only because it was a, it was a party school. I had fun. Yeah, you no know, football team was winning. Yeah, um, in the in the black life at UA is so much stronger. It's like mm. superiorly strong, like the black student body. What, what college that did you go to? True. Well, so I went to Stillman for two years, so I know Stillman. about UA. Oh, you know, yeah, you know about UA. You know about UA. I know UA. about UA but a little bit. the black Greek life. So you familiar That's with true. the black Greek yeah. life? And mm-hmm. we actually got frat and sorority houses on campus. Yeah. So, but it was so much stronger than the other PWIs I visit. I think that's true. That I was like. You know what I mean? But um, as a at the school built on racism, I think it's what, one of the second to last schools to segregate in in America, right? Probably. Right, I mean, right. So it's like, you know, well, well, you know, I'm not I, saying I want to make, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say that like the reason why my, did you hear about what happened with the, the dean of the school that was hired there recently? Yeah, the black dude? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. really pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Because the older heads still there, they go die out. They got to die out. Them older, them I older don't, people. But see, but it's the kids that go there too. It's not just the administration. Yeah. There's a lot of it, racism that's instilled in those students too. You, yeah, because their parents raised them. And their parents, grandparents was racist. So, so it's going to continue. No, no, no. If it's instilled no. in them by their parents, they're going to continue to be it's, racist. It's going to fade out. 
it's gonna eventually fade out. You it's know, getting better Oprah with every generation. Was saying that too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the older generation has to die first because you gotta think when you look back at oh, let's go take it back to what nineteen sixty eight when the school was segregated, right? I think that was a year, and George Wallace had everybody down there, and all the white kids. You ever seen Forrest Gump? Mm-hmm. Remember when they had the scene where mm-hmm. Lucy was walking, and the, all the white kids was mad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like them people still alive, right? You know, and they didn't they didn't just miraculously have a super change of heart. You know what I mean? And they not only are they alive, but they raise kids. They raise kids, right? Right. But as each generation go, I think it fades and fades and fades, especially with entertainment being the way it is, with with black people being like uh, the the forefront of all almost all entertainment genres from 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 uh, sports to music, right? You know, and their kids love that. Okay. You know, their kids, their kids growing up loving that. So it's like, it's like ah, I just but it's fading I a little bit. I, you know, I think there's a difference between overt and covert racism, and I think um, that's really going to be the only difference going forward. Yeah, because if racism is still instilled in you, you've just been taught not to be so outward with some of your actions or some of the things. Yeah, that you the, say. the the Negro only water fountain is, is taken off now, but the person who Took it off, still alive. You know what I mean? Person that took right. it, put it up, is still alive. So right. it may not be as bad, yeah, but yeah. stuff is still. I I feel what you're saying. Okay, so you said that you you dropped out for a year. Yeah, because I didn't know I was supposed to be electrical engineer, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was in engineering class. Um, well, I was in calculus class. I was in this math class, and I had this teacher, Tan Ho Lee, uh, was my Asian um math teacher. And he, he had said some, and he got like he speak really good English, but he got a thick Asian accent. So everything he say sound wise, right? So he was like, if you don't like engineering, why be engineer? If you like basket weaving, be basket weaver. And that's and I dropped that interesting right advice coming from somebody who, I mean, not just stereotype. But, you know, it said that a lot of people, who, especially first generation, uh, I guess, immigrants, they don't believe in doing what you're passionate about. They believe yeah, in you doing true. what makes a good living, what's respectable. Right, And right. so for that to be coming from your Asian professor. Right, he took it to basket weaving at that. He took it all the way right. down to, not no disrespect to basket weavers. You know what I mean? But <laughs> said, if you like basket weaving, Right. So you, so you did a year at UA and then took a year off? or Yeah, I did. So I did my first year at UA. And I didn't, I didn't like school. Like I right. still was hating school, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, it, but it was time for me to get my major classes. So it was like I'm I'm taking electives, and I still don't know what I want to do. So now I got to choose. It's, now it's time. now the pressure of me actually choosing. Like, all right, if you go be an engineer, then you about to go deep yeah. into these actual engineering courses now because you're running out of regular math courses. To take. Right, and so then you decided. I dropped out of here, and I decided to um, fix Xboxes. Okay. So it was very random when I called my 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 uh, pops. I was like, I'm gonna fix Xboxes. I got a real good mechanical mind, right? Because I can like look at something and see how it works. So okay. then I read that like Xboxes break all the time. Mm. So I was like, I'm gonna start fixing Xboxes. Look at you and finding then, a market. To yeah. Into. And so then that's what I did. I dropped out, and okay. then I told my dad I'm gonna drop out, um, and I'm gonna start. What did he say? He said, What you go do? And I said, I'm gonna fix Xboxes. And he's like, Okay, so cool. I, I said, all right, cool. That's exactly. I got one of them non-pressure pops, right? So like, that's kind of good, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So in a way, right? I look back at it now, but okay. So I got one of them dads. My dad would tell me like, "Hey, man, somebody's son got to be the manager of McDonald's, and if that's you, and somebody asks me, I'm gonna say you the manager of McDonald's." He said, "I don't like he live in the glass. He said you live in the glass house. Like I don't feel no type of way." That my son got to be the manager of McDonald's. Somebody's son got to be the manager of McDonald's. That don't mean I fail or succeed. No matter what you do, it don't mean I fail or succeed. My job was to get you to hit. I got you to hit. Now you do, you do what you feel to get you to the next point. Yeah. You know, and from there, you know. But so he didn't give me like no grief about fixing Xbox. 
But he did that's, ask me to go back. He said, do go back. I told him I was going to go back. He's like, all right, man, go back. You know what I mean? He knew that you were figuring it out. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's it. So then I dropped out. And then I started fixing Xboxes. And I was broke, too. You know, college had you, like, broke, broke. Like, I was, like, bum broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Okay. And so you go back to school. So how long did it take you to finish? And you decided, you wait, so you switched majors. I switched. Well, yeah. So, okay. So I started fixing Xboxes. The Xbox business started doing really well. So I moved out of my apartment. I had to get a whole two-bedroom apartment. I got, like, five of my friends working for me. I got, like, a room full of 300 Xboxes. Like, it's like, wow. a, it's like a Chinese warehouse. In there with just stuff stacked, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it worked at 19, so now I'm making more money now. So now I'm like, How much does it take to fix one Xbox? How much energy? How much money? Money, like, how much are you charging a client? Oh, I was charging, I think, like, $50. This was, this was like, you know what I mean, eight, nine years ago, but I think, like, $50. Okay, $50 and so, but you're fixing how many in a day? Um, I don't, four or five, I don't, I can't even remember. I can't remember, but this this is you was trying to figure out much, money. Are you, I, I, I can talk think? about money. I'm I'm very open when it comes to okay. money, right? So I'm not one of the people that you beat around the bush with. Okay, so, all right, cool. So I went from making like a because I'm gonna ask for that dub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right, so I was making like a before before the end. I probably jumped up from like because I'm in college, so I'm extra broke. But I, <laughs> I I went to like the low six figures. So I went probably like uh, right out the '90s into like the hundred thousands. But like while in college doing these Xboxes, yeah. Hold up. So I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, but see, I messed it up. I messed it up a little bit. Cause <laughs> okay. Cause I called my dad and I was like, well, fuck it, I ain't going back to school. You know what I mean? I like mean, I'm already making money now. I ain't going back. Why? But then he was like, man, go back. And I, you know, he ain't never asked me for it. It was the first time he ever like asked me to do something. You know what I mean? But he Did you ever ask him why he's why he wanted that? Nah, he just said for me. Okay. So for I guess for that, I was like, why? Like, just for me, man. Go back. Get you. So I was like, all right. Okay. He ain't never asked me for nothing. So then I went back. And um, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, I didn't push. I didn't try to go to the next level with the business. Mm-hmm. But then I got smarter. So I said instead of, because my time, you know, school got my time now. Yeah. So I was like, instead of uh, fixing Xboxes, I'm going to teach people how to fix Xboxes. Mm-hmm. And then I sell the parts. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I started doing. So I made up um, a YouTube page and I made a website. And then I started teaching people how to fix the Xboxes. And then I started selling the parts. So then mm-hmm. that way they can fix it themselves. And I just sell the parts. So I kind of got smarter with the like less workload, but right. now I got to ship stuff. Right. You know what I mean? But it's less like physical work on me. Um, and then I made money. So I made money off YouTube and I made money off selling the parts. So I made videos showing people how to fix their Xboxes. And that made me money because, you know, like uh, Google at that time was buying YouTube. And right. I was like one of the first people they put ad, they test, they took like a thousand of us and tested it out. Wow. Ads on us. Okay. But at then I had like 10,000 10, subscribers on YouTube. But back then that was a lot because nobody had 100,000. probably. So you were probably making a lot more money at ten thousand subscribers then than somebody would today with ten thousand subscribers. Do you think? Because uh, I heard YouTube eats up a lot of creators' money. I haven't gotten to that level quite yet. Some sometimes, um, it, it all depends on your views. So I don't really look at subscribers. Okay. It all depends That's on your true. views, right? Right. Because your subscribers is not what brings you money. The view the count views. is what what brings you money. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's hard to say. You know what I mean? Because it, that's like apples and oranges. Somebody can right. have 10,000 subs, but they get 50,000 views a video. Then somebody can have 10,000. Like, for instance, my Xbox videos got millions of videos. I mean, millions, I'm sorry, millions, millions, millions of views, views right? Mm-hmm. Millions of views. But somebody with 10,000 subscribers videos probably ain't getting millions of views. So, of course, I'm going to make way more money than the average person with 10,000 subscribers because my videos get, get millions of views. But the people there just want to see me fix Xbox. They're not really there to subscribe and to 
you know, they're not a fan of me. They just want to see me fix Xbox. So do you have multiple YouTube pages or is it all on one? Well, no, no, no. I had, I skipped everything separate. Like nobody even know I was an engineer of fix X. Like people shop. When they realize, like, in my past life, I'm mechanically, Your like... past life. Yeah, because I don't really do anything, like, you right. know what I mean? Like, I don't... You, but back in the day, they used to walk in my house, and you see, like, a room full of Xboxes, and you see things taken apart, and you'd be like, yo, what the hell is this? Right. Like, I'll be fixing Xboxes. So, it wasn't like I was walking around saying I fix Xboxes. It's like, I'm a nerd, you know, behind clothes. I'm still a nerd, but I'm a, a super nerd behind closed yeah. doors. But, so, it's like that. Um, yeah. It's like that. Okay. So, yeah, I... So I started making the videos, showing people how to fix them, and I started getting money off that. And then I went back to school. But I went this time, I went undecided, and I went part-time. I was like, okay. I'm going to just take a semester, go part-time until I figure it out. Okay. And I took, like, electives. I took a communication course. Because mm-hmm. um, I think your next question was, like, how did you find or how did you choose a major, right? Yeah, go ahead. So Do this I, interview. Go okay, ahead. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, no, don't apologize. Go ahead. All right, so I took a communication course, right? Right. And then in that course, we had to do, like, a show-and-tell with, like, because you show and tell about something. So I brought an Xbox that I fixed to class. And once I brought the Xbox that I fixed in class, this other guy, he had like a video that he edited, mm-hmm. right? And he even made himself look like Rocky was in the in the in the um in the in the video. Well, okay. I mean you mean Rocky the boxer? The boxer, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he in it like in this video with Rocky, and I'm like, damn, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And then right there, I was like, I'm gonna be a film major. But I was a bo- I was boxing at the time too, so I was like a huge I'm a huge Rocky fan. It's like one of my favorite yeah. movies. It was like at that moment it was actually a poster of Rocky above my bed. You know right, what I mean? So it was right. like uh, I think about it now. But once Kinda I saw like that full circle, yeah, full circle. Yeah. You know, synchronicity of the of him. So once I saw that, I was like, I'm gonna be a film agent, and then that's it. So I wanted to be a director at first, but okay. then I started doing comedy sketches to practice, mm-hmm. like to practice editing videos, mm-hmm. and I uploaded one. Okay. Then somebody liked it. Then I upload another one. And then somebody at school was like, yo, you want to host some? And what was the content of those videos? It was like, it's about, um, it's like, uh, it's about college. So I had like one, it was like a little checklist. I would go down these checklists. It was like, some call it like the Greek checklist. And then like, um. Because I think around, so. It was like checklist What videos. year was this? It's got to be like 2008-ish, 9-ish. Okay. I wasn't really heavy on, because when I first went off to school, I think what was popular on YouTube at the time was like. The girls be like videos. Remember those? Yeah, that was like eleven. Yeah, two thousand eleven, twelve ish. Okay, yeah, so two thousand twelve. Yeah, that's yeah, like it yeah. popped out. Two thousand nine, everything was still wild, wild west. One then really like uh, popping, popping off. right there. Yeah, popping like so. That. You must have had like a lot of hits if people if you did one or two videos and people were like, hey, at, at my school. So they went viral amongst my school. Which is a well, yeah, because the college not, famous. UA has what like it was close to what thirty thousand students at the time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So if yeah, it was yeah. going viral on campus, then on that campus, means that you yeah. popping in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I'm popping at school. Yeah, so I'm popping in college. Yeah, yeah. 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 So someone's like, you want to host something mm-hmm. at my school? What was it? What was the event? It was it was a uh, I think it was the Q's. They had like a it's Q week. Okay. And it was like, yo, mm-hmm. you want to host something? Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And you know what I mean? It's like it's like we give you three hundred dollars. I'm like three hundred dollars. What I gotta do? Uh, Okay. And they was like, just, just Damn, just talk. they got budgets just, like that at UA? Huh? Shit. I went to the wrong school. No, 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 that, that's actually low budget. Is it? I don't, yeah, I don't know. colleges how, pay a lot. I honestly don't know how these Greek organizations work. Yeah, but colleges pay a lot. they were paying $300 to host an event. Yeah. Amongst like, because they're going to have multiple activities throughout the week. Yeah. I'm just, that's, but you got to remember, when you go on these PWIs, they're the richest schools in America. So like when you like that's what I'm saying. Like for instance, right now I remember um back in the day like like you may do a comedy show at UA and they said we give you fifteen thousand to come down. 
and do it. That's that's just pocket change. They they allotted that pocket change. I won't say pocket change, but they allotted that money. Yeah, yeah, they have to, a budget for yeah, it. Yeah, like okay, we gotta get this a certain it. certain amount of money. So. Right, right. So but um yeah, so when he said that, once I felt the stage, I was like, okay, this is it right here. Mm-hmm. Once I got on stage at the event, it was like, okay, I can do this. And then from there I started doing more videos and then more videos. And so then yeah. I was already a film, I was a film major now and I just did computer science as mm-hmm. my minor. Cause you know I was computer sad. Oh, so, I was so like, you you picked up a minor, so you was feeling school. You started feeling it a little bit. Yeah, I was feeling college because now I'm famous and I'm having fun and I'm drinking <laughs> and all. <laughs> so it made it easier. Yeah. It made it easier, right? It made yeah. college real. It made like okay, this school is easier now because I actually like being here versus right. Um, versus me just going to class, right? Even though I'm still going to class, but I'm doing videos on the side, so yeah. it made things a lot easier. And I slowly like faded the Xbox portion of my life out. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Then you started making more money with the comedy. I don't know if or... I wasn't really making like hella money at that time, but my cost of living went high. So it was like, uh, so, but I always had like peaks and valleys when it came to making money. Cause I ain't never really care well, that's... like about money like that. So okay. I can make a hundred thousand dollars and make $20,000 next year and then not feel like no type of way. Okay. You know what I mean? Which ain't necessarily always a good thing. It's a good thing for your spirit that you, your money don't get, okay, but true. when shit do. And you got to, you know what I mean? And you got to buy something. You got to make a move. You're like, man, I should have did a little longer. Yeah. I should have made more money longer. But but yeah. Okay. But that was when I was young. And, so, and then you finished school in 2011, you said? Yeah, 2011. So it took you about six. Well, five six years. Year, we'll five, say five years. Okay, because you cause you sat out a year to I make money. Out, yeah, I sat out a year. And then some of my class from UAB didn't transfer either. So we'll say five years. So I sat out a year to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most people, know. there are people who like. But a lot of people told me I want to go back. Right? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why. I, that's why I feel like. And if you don't, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Even and, if you don't go back, it's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. I'm saying there are people who be in school for eight years straight and don't finish <laughs> and have all the resources, all the availability right. to finish. Right. It's like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why. That's what I'm saying. Like in your situation, I don't feel like um, there was anything wrong with that because you knew. Even though you didn't know what you were doing, you were constantly working towards something. There was an end goal to something. Whether yeah, it was like I was on a path. I'm making money sure. even though I'm not in school. Like why go? Right. Because I, I don't believe that it's necessary to go to school if you found a way to make a decent living for yourself. Why put yourself in debt to go to school? Yeah, I, I agree. I think honestly, I think trade schools. I, I was, I'm gonna say this: if we're talking about making money, right? Mm-hmm. Then I would say trade school. But I will say college gave me an experience that it was hard to buy with money. You know what I mean? Like the people that I met, the uh, like the the from the teachers all the way from the teachers all the way down. Like I still got teachers I talk to. Right. You know what I mean? My teachers still show up to my comedy shows from from college. You know? Oh, that's like, so sweet. Yeah. It's, it's, so that's why I say like family wise. So is that what you feel like you gained the most from being in school was those connections? To yeah, people? those connections to okay. University of Alabama. I didn't. I didn't. Get I got connected UAB. to UAB, UAB a little bit, but Alabama it was very strong. Mm. It was very very strong. Was do you feel like a lot of that has something to do with um, the viral content you were making? Or, nah, or just nah, my you teachers, being Trey. My teachers didn't really know that about it. You know what I mean? At the okay. time they, some of them, did, they, they kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? But it wasn't like they was watching me on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I just, me being me. Like, I, me just talking to them and just having that family bond. Yeah. Like, I helped my teachers move. Like from, oh, from, from you're just from, a really good guy. Yeah, like, but oh. the other students was helping her move too. You know okay. what I mean? So, like, yeah. it's like that. That's how family knit it is. Yeah. That, that like, we like that. Like, we helping our teachers move. That's really dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my follow-up questions was like, why do you think that your dad wanted you to go to college so bad? Like, what was it that you think that he was wanting you to learn or I, or gain from that experience? I don't know. I don't know what he... Um, 
I didn't. I don't know what he. Uh, when he, I don't say he wanted me to go to college so bad. He just wanted me to finish. So he was like, "Go ahead and finish." I don't know. I never even asked him like why he asked me to finish. Um, he just said do it for him. So I was like, "All right, cool." He ain't never asked me for nothing. You think you should ask? Yeah, I could. But I mean, it's done now, right? So I mean, I'm like, just, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to ref- like, <laughs> just, more, to reflect. just to be like, your dad, him, why? I did ask okay. him this, though. I ain't mean cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I did ask him why when I dropped out and told him I was for the fix Xbox. So I look back on it now. That sounds mm-hmm. kind of wow. You know what I mean? Okay. So I look back on it. I was like, yo, when I, because uh, he was like the only one to not like discourage me. Like, I may have said it to my moms or my girl pops, because my girl father, at the time, my girl college girlfriend, dad asked mm-hmm. me what I was doing and how school going. I was like, I ain't going back next semester. He's like, what you gonna do? Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna fix the Xbox. And he was like, Are you stupid? And I was like, What? So I looked at him, he's like, Are you stupid? He asked me again. He asked me three times if I was stupid. I was like, Well, how do you yeah. answer that? How did you how do you answer that? What did that? you say? <laughs> I say, nah, 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 I get it. You know, it's like dad. I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but Shit. he's just trying to be his daughter. He's just trying to protect his daughter. So I ain't mad at him. Right. My little back at it. But my dad didn't say anything discouraging. I asked him why. He was like, Well, shit, man, I wasn't getting you no money. So that was his words. Like, I wasn't paying for your schooling and that. So, what can yeah, I say? Right. I was like, I guess you're right. Mm. Like, I'll take care of myself. So I was taking care of myself at the time. So, it was like. That's very interesting. I feel like for me, high school was much harder than college. And I feel like, I don't, in my opinion, you know, I was a liberal arts major. So, okay. What year did you come out of Stillman? I didn't graduate from Stillman. I graduated okay. from Tuskegee. I transferred to. Transferred to Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I finished 2015. 2015. All right. So, um, it's not too long ago. Go ahead. No, it wasn't too... Not too... It feels like it sometimes, but no, it wasn't yeah, yeah. that long ago. But for me, uh, college was not that difficult. Like, I just... I think because I had so much free time and I was able to make my schedule the way I needed it to, I feel like college teaches you discipline more than anything else for you to like make, cause you don't have anybody to push you to do what you need to do. Yeah, that's It's true. either you get up and go to yeah. class or you don't, or you fail and you know, lose your scholarship or whatever. Everybody has, when you go to school, everybody has something that they're risking. In that, my that opinion. Is, that is true. That so is true. I feel like that teaches discipline more than anything else. I think that's the biggest lesson when going to school more than the education part. I, I I would agree because I had a cousin, my little cousin. I let him come live with me. Um, I had two bedroom crib, so I was like, you can just get the other room and just you know stay free. You, know? you was balling if you if you, you kept the two bedroom. I kept the two, but this time I want to fix Xbox no more, so I still had another two bedroom. So I kept an extra room, but I turned it into like a playroom. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I had a Wii in there. Remember, Wii was hot. Yeah, I had like a Wii. What Xbox. happened to Wii? I don't know what happened to Wii. Are they still a thing? I feel like I they may so. still. Are they? I don't know. But remember, at one point, you go over everybody's house, they bowling yeah, and yeah. playing Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Wii yes. games was hot. So yeah, that's what yeah. we were doing in college, right? Okay. We was, just, we was doing a Wii. So uh, I, I gave that room to him. Mm-hmm. And he put a bed in there, all that. And, um, at that time, he was supposed to go to college. But when I got up, I noticed that he went like... He wasn't getting up. Getting up and going to school and all that. So I told him, like, straight out. I was like, hey, man, I ain't your daddy. So I ain't going to tell you go go to class. Because to be honest with you, I don't like class either. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, when I was your age, I said, but... If you want to stay here, if you go go to class, so when you I go to work, yo, no, when I come home, it better be vacuum lines on this carpet, and yeah. make sure the kitchen better be clean. When I came home, it was vacuum lines on the carpet, and then, so he made. I, I guess he made his decision. You okay. know what I'm saying? But he he lasts like a semester. You know, I was semester, and he went back home. And, There's you know one thing I will because Tuscaloosa is like the party city in the state. Yeah. There's so many people who come in and out of Tuscaloosa. I swear. They don't they agree. <laughs> so the amount of people the that I've met. The turnover rate is crazy. The turnover rate. I mean, because even if they don't, go, because the, the, the number one lie, especially from niggas, is 
Oh, I went to UA, but I go to Shelton State right now. Nigga, no, you don't. You only go to Shelton State. You never went to UA. Why are you lying? Everybody went to UA and Tuscaloosa. No, somebody yeah. had to go to Shelton State. State. Right. Somebody. What was the other school that wasn't too far? There was another community college. Wallace. 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 Wallace you uh, went to Wallace, Wallace, or you went to Stillman, right. and then there's the amount of people who like dropped out and just stayed to party or what? It was because like, you can get lost there because it, it's so it's, it's fun. It's so fun. So you can get lost by mistake. You're like, oh, now I'm lost in the salsa yeah. college. But now you now you in a cafeteria and you don't even now you're 26 and you still in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> And you working on campus and you have 15 credits to your name. Right. And a balance of $5,000. Right. Like, it happens. It happens to the best. It does. Okay, so then after you finished college, then what did you do? Well, um, I don't know how I got kind of lost. A tornado came like five days before I graduated. Remember mm. the tornado? Oh, the April or not April 11, April 27th. Yeah. yeah, so I was supposed to graduate and then it had came like a week before I graduated. But then I lost all my what stuff. What did that happen? You lo- okay, so your your place was damaged in the tornado. Oh yeah, it, it took it took my crib and my car, so like all my stuff wow. got taken. Right. So, Where were you staying in Tuscaloosa? Were you on Fifteenth Street? Uh, a little bit down past Fifteenth, like right. You know that bridge where Alberta City, like when you cross over to, you know, um, you know the retreat. Mm-hmm. It's like some apartments. The tree used to be popping. The, re- the retreat used to be popping. It was like used the college. Pop. Yeah, yes. Okay, that was but the I stayed, spot. I stayed like like uh, up the road from the retreat. Okay. So it missed the retreat. Luckily, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of kids that live in the retreat. There is a lot of people say So that. luckily, it missed the retreat, but then it touched down on my apartments. Um, so oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Ain't no big deal. It happens. Yeah. I'm alive, so I ain't tripping. Yeah, that's true. Man, that was a very scary time. Yeah. That was, was very, very scary. Um, I don't think I realized how bad that tornado was until after it happened. And maybe even during, because my grandmother and my mom were blowing up my phone, watching the news. Cody, where are you? Are you safe? That's what happened you need to me. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, Mom, I, I'm in here with all the other girls in the dorm. Like, we're good. We're doing, like, safety. I didn't think nothing big. And then, like, I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing, like, mm-hmm. video coverage of, like, the tornado over Bryant-Denny and other parts. Yeah. And I was just like, holy, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then the next day, it was bright and sunny, like nothing had happened. Meanwhile, Tuscaloosa was. Right, it was right. Gone. It, it was weird. It was very weird. Like to this day. It was day, bright and sunny 10 minutes later. Right. Crazy. And I, to this day, and I, it's, it's been, so it's 2019, so this was over eight years ago, eight and a half years ago. To this day, Tuscaloosa still does not look the same to me. Yeah. I'm Do you feel mean. that way too? Yeah, yeah. When I drive through it, it's like a weird it feeling of of uh, nostalgia. Like that's don't belong there. It's like yes. that don't belong there. This don't belong there. Yeah. It's like a weird like, like where's the Krispy Kreme? Where's right. the Milo's? That was the right Milo's here? across the street? Yes. Yeah, it's all that. It's all that. Like this not supposed to be right here. You know what I mean? And I all these, I still feel that way. I just, I always was like, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way because it's been. No, I feel that way. I'm more. I've been to Tuscaloosa more in the way that it is now than like what it was when, mm-hmm. cause I was a freshman when that happened. Okay. So I'd only been to Tuscaloosa for a year and I was just like, this just does not feel the same at right, all. Right, That's crazy. Yeah. So it took all my stuff. So when I graduated, like I ain't had no clothes and no car in it. So wow. I was just like, like or no crib. So I like started from like the scratch. The, yeah. Scratch again. So, um, I went back. I don't know. Cause everybody was like, what you go do now? And I was like, I don't know. You know, like I had to do. Uh, so what did you do? Because I mean, what? How did? How did? I mean, so I mean, obviously you graduated, but like, yeah. what? How did UA handle those the ceremonies and stuff? Um, they just said we go graduate in August, so they just okay, go. So they they, they did two graduations in August instead okay. of one, so they split us up like that. Um, so I just walked, actually walked in August, um, and then I went. So after it happened, I just went. I went back home. So I went to like my father's crib downstairs in the basement. But you had to start over. You had to get a car. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get some clothes. Get some clothes. So that's the first thing I did was like I went to Walmart and got like some underwear and toothbrush. And then it was weird because you like living somewhere else and then now like, you living somewhere else and like you ain't got no items. It's a very weird feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very weird feeling because it's like, all right. It's kind of like um, you know, if you feel to go somewhere, you mm-hmm. know what to put on, you like I'm gonna put on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had to like erase my mind of I'm gonna put on this. You had to go somewhere with nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like go somewhere. Like somebody says, like what you got on right now is like what you got. Like that's what you got. That's what you got. Wow. You got on car. You ain't got nothing. Like what you got physically on you is what you got. That's this crazy. It's a weird feeling, but um, it's like ah, oh, this shit ain't so bad. Like I think I think people worst fear is like not having nothing, right? But then once you don't have nothing, it's like oh, this ain't this ain't. You have such an optimistic viewpoint. That's yeah, a like, beautiful thing. It's so bad. So that, that's beautiful. Um, from there, thank you. From there, um, I just one step at a time. Thought yeah. about it. Um, but so you moved back to Birmingham after you finished. Yeah, but then I watched like all my YouTube counterpart peers like grow. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remember like Dorm Taming and mm-hmm. Spoken yeah. Reasons and right. Hot Damn I Rock. Like they was like the hottest. But I went YouTube no more because I ain't had nothing. So I had no computer. No, uh, I will say this: the Mac Store gave me a free laptop. Wow! They told me not to tell nobody though. But I'm gonna say. But they knew because of. Uh, oh yeah, I found I found my um, found my MacBook. Okay. So like it had like took Where my. Where did you car- find it? Okay, so what happened was, like, the tornado took, like, my car up the street, and then it took, like, some of my apartment up the street, right? Okay. So then, um, like, but it set my stuff down. So, like, I was like, okay, this is where my stuff got set down at. So I, when I found, like, okay, some of this stuff is mine, like, I saw my laptop. I found my laptop. So I found it outside. And so you took it to the Mac store? Yeah, because it cut on. Shockingly, it still cut on, but then it cut right back off and never damn, cut on again. Damn, Apple, your shit is I swear, it was missing a button. <laughs> God damn. I wish it was a commercial because it should have been a commercial, right? I found it outside on the ground. I hit the button and it cut on. Still come on. It came on, but that then it shut funny. down. It was missing buttons and everything, but it was like, <laughs> like it should still come on. This shit still come on. And, and so then, they were like, we'll give it to you for free. Yeah, I went to the Mac store and I was like, yo, it was like, what happened? You know what I mean? And I was like, well, my stuff got taken tornado. So I found it. Because they always ask like, oh, wait, man, what the hell happened to your Mac? It was missing right. buttons and there's grass all on it. I'm mm. like, um, it was dirty, but I was like... And then they was like, they came back like maybe 30 minutes later and they was like, here, just take this one. Don't say anything to anybody. Wow. And then I'm like, all right. I'm what a blessing. Yeah. That's amazing. So shout out to the Mac store. I'm going to Apple. Shout out to Apple. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Because <laughs> about every like three to four months, I be cussing out Apple in my head yeah. because they they know they be scamming folks they do. with like their new products and stuff. It's like, yeah. so you made us get an adapter only for you to now make it to where we don't need the adapters anymore. You know, like with the new phones. Oh, you don't need the adapters no more? No, like they just make it to where um, it's just, I think the headphones just have the whatever. The jack. Part. Yeah, the oh, jack, the jack in there. Okay. So I'm just like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know so what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so and every, every <laughs> once in a while, like I just be mad at Apple. But then because I'm like, they take it over my life. I'm like, they're trying. They're trying to the figure phone, out what's right. I got the iPad mini. I got the computer. Right. I'm trying to get the watch now. I'm like, okay. so that makes me happy. That makes me feel a little bit yeah, more they justified and spending my money with me, them. Yeah, they gave me a free laptop. I love that. Okay, so you came back to Birmingham, got your new Mac. Yeah, got my new Mac. And you decided to do what? Focus on YouTube since all these other people were popping off? Yeah, I was trying, but, you know, um, I sat back and watched them, like, grow bigger than me. So it was, like, a weird feeling. It's like, damn. But it gave me time to develop. So then yeah. I started doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. So in the meantime, while they was on the internet, I was like, let me just start doing stand-up. And mm-hmm. then that's what I started doing. That's when I got into stand-up. Like, I actually got into it. It was like, all right. So it was about 2011-ish, 12-ish. Okay. When I actually started taking stand-up serious. It was like, let me try. Right. Yeah. And how was that? It was great. Um, it was great. Um, learning curves, of course, but right. with any art form. But other than that, it was great. 
um, it was cool. I moved to Atlanta for a little bit. So I went, I stayed in Birmingham maybe six months and I moved to Atlanta. It's like 2013. I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and then I started working at a comedy club in Atlanta. So it allowed me to actually um, work on your craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was doing like this social media. I went like, like that's what, that was my job at the, the comedy club. So okay. I do social media for them. Okay. And then you were able to practice. I was able to practice on stage. So they mm-hmm. gave me stage time in return almost for helping. You know, it's like, all right. Yeah. So you weren't getting paid to do the social media stuff? No, I was getting paid. I was helping them do YouTube videos. I think I was okay. getting paid like, I don't know, two, three hundred dollars a week or something. Okay. It went like, but it, I was I was only gonna be there for like a few months. So it went like and then like secure and then it was maybe like two hundred dollars every week. And then I was think I worked there for like two, three months. So okay. it wasn't even long. Gotcha. But I was able to stand up. Mm-hmm. And so how long were you there before you moved? To, did you move straight to LA from Atlanta? Uh yeah, I did. So what I did was, well, no, no. Okay, so this is what I did. I went to Atlanta and I moved back to Birmingham and then I went from Birmingham to LA. Okay. So I went back and forth. So I went, so this is like 2013, 14, I moved to LA. Okay. And um, you were in LA for how long? Um, Seven months and I moved back. I moved back to uh, Birmingham. Okay. So what was the turning point for you to like move back here? Like what was going on for you to be like? Okay, actually, things were going real good in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I was making a living, just being a comedian, YouTube. But then, like my family got kind of fucked up, right? And so then when I left, it was like some happened to this person, some happened to this person, and I was like, damn, right? And so then, um, shit, I went back to what I know. So I was just got on the internet and was like, let me see how I can make some money real fast. I was making no money taking myself, but I wasn't making no money like help out help in no kind of way. Yeah. So then I had um, I started another business. So um, I started this business, and then uh, I, my goal was like, all right, I'm going to start the business, move to Birmingham, set it up, and then come right back to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I did. I went to Birmingham from like, uh, I say October of 2014, mm-hmm. and then I went back to L.A. in February of 2015. So I was only in Birmingham like six months. Okay. And then I went back to L.A. Gotcha. And so do you mind me asking like what, what's well, going on with your family? No, nah, no, nah, it's just we out the hood, so motherfuckers be broke. You yeah. know what I mean? Or this may happen or this may happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and like my, my family ain't, um, and it's not everybody, but like kind of like, you know how I got that page called Six Figure Boss where I'm teaching financial literacy, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I started doing. So I started realizing there's a lot of people that's coming from where I'm coming from that don't know nothing. Their parents Absolutely. never taught them nothing and they don't know nothing about credit and they Absolutely. don't know nothing about this. So by me running all these businesses, right, yeah. I had to kind of give myself a degree. In business and finance, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're making six figures, like ain't no like who 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 can I ask? Right. Like immediately I'm the I'm the person that makes you're the most the money. Breadwinner yeah, in but your family. And I'm twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Right. And I'm twenty three. Yeah. I'm God now. Ain't nobody praying to God. They asking me. We've, they ain't like, praying Trey no more. Trey got me. Yeah, Trey, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about two hundred dollars two hundred dollars short on this rent. He right. got me, yeah. Um, uh, so from there, it was like I started I had to learn, but I had a lot of that's why I had a lot of ups and downs when when it comes to business because I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally learning on the fly. You know what okay. I'm trying to... It's like, ain't no manual for money. It ain't like you get some money and somebody somebody say, here go half a million dollars. Ain't no manual to say, this is what you do now. This is how you file taxes. This is how you set up an LLC. This is how you set this up. This is how you... This kind of bank accounts you need to do. This is what you need to watch out for. Ain't nobody telling me nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just... just don't know. I'm just literally by myself on the right, island. Right, right, So um, I had, had a lot of learning curves that I had to conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was it. It was just regular, regular family shit. And then my sister... Uh, at the time, she was having a baby, so I wanted to make sure everything was easier for her. Um, so then I moved back. But I was like, I can, well, I can look at anything, and make money on the internet. That may sound arrogant, but that's how I feel. Oh, shit, we need to talk. Yeah, but that's that's so that's what I started doing. So I started okay. a business and started making money, and then I went back to LA. Okay. In 2015. Okay, so you went back, 
Went back. And so wait, but you you said that you kind of had to like teach yourself how to like manage your money and like yeah. just like I guess successfully really starting your businesses, I guess, in a more like legit way, right? Right, right, right. And so you did that while you were in LA before you moved back to Birmingham or while you were here trying to help out your family? Um, a combination of all of it. I really feel like I did it like in the last three years is when I went well, last two years is when I got like, you know what? Let me uh I was Literally, like, let me let me knuckle down now mm-hmm. because I always been able to make money, but then I had these splurges where I don't make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I was never in fear of like how I'm gonna pay my my bills and then because I always been able to make money. So so, but I was like, let me actually knuckle down and figure out like do this, do that, don't do this because now I'm for the play for the long run, right? You know, I'm for the play for like financial freedom forever. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was cool because it allowed me. At 22, I wasn't made to be a millionaire at 22. I wasn't made to be uh, 100,000 at 21, even though I may have had a year where I made six figures. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I thank God, like, okay, I'm glad at 24 I wasn't, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. a half a million dollar a year person right. because I would have killed myself by mistake. You know what I mean? Everything, I was wilding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like wilding, wilding out. But now I'm like convert. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like everything copacetic now. Okay. Know? So you moved out to LA 2015. Yeah. How long were you there? What were you doing? I was there for a year. Um, working on stand up again, mm-hmm. but this time I'm in the clubs a little more, and I got a following. So I started my own stand up room. Like stand up room mean I got like a monthly show. Me and my homeboy had a monthly show, so I can work out my jokes. Now it's easy because I'm hosting a okay. monthly show. Was now, Keisha born yet? Keisha wasn't born yet. Okay, but I went. See when I when I started that business, I lost my juice a little bit on the internet because I went away for like a, from that September of 14 mm-hmm. all the way to about that. Suck, like I went away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like I was kind of cold on the internet. I was doing these stick figure videos. Yeah. The cartoons. Um, and I was trying to figure out how to come back fresh. I love the stick figure yeah. um, cartoons, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out how to come back fresh. And Keisha got born uh, late 2015. Like October 2015. Okay. So was, while you were in L.A.? Yeah, I was asleep. And I woke up. Uh, I was telling my boy, like, I got to figure out something to come back. He was like, what you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And I went to sleep. And I woke up from a nap. And when I woke up, it was just, I put out a paper and I just started writing it. It was like weird. Like I wrote it and then I was like, I called him back and I was like, yo, I got it. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm being in a relationship with this puppet. And he was like, yo, you for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, that shit might work. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I started explaining it and then um, that was it. So I wrote it all out. I wrote it all out that night. And then I was like, all right. And I started looking for a puppet. Okay. Weird, but. Okay. And so you were, okay, so you were in L.A., you started doing the, the puppet stuff, you're doing your comedy at the different clubs. Yeah. Um, what else is going on in L.A.? Well, I had got on this, this show. I got on this show. Um, Magic Johnson had this network. He still got the network. You remember like OWN, when Oprah got OWN uh-huh. and Diddy got Revolt? Yeah. Magic Johnson had um, Aspire. The name is never Aspire. Aspire That's still a thing. Aspire yeah, still a thing. Still, yeah, it's, yeah. it's still a thing. So, Aspire is like where a lot of the... Um, I guess like HBCU kind of content is yeah, there. Like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, pl- they air like the football games yeah. and so stuff like different that. Shows. Yeah, yeah. That's a, mm. I actually like that network. Yeah. So uh, I was on that network, um, and I had a we had a show. I was like a guest on this on this network. Well, I wasn't a guest, but I was a uh, what you call it. You ain't the main character, but you guest uh, star. A recurring role. Yeah, a recurring role. So okay. I'm like one of the uh, guys on the show or whatever, and um, co star. What was the name the of the show? show? It was called. Uh, uh, comedic edge, a comic edge, okay, comic edge, okay. Uh, so why you <laughs> like you know how you not know the name of the show? Uh, it's cool, but so uh, it's called Comic Edge. We only, I knew we was only getting one season, but I wasn't doing it. for How like, did you know that? 
Just was only get one season. Yeah, I could tell him. In, in the executive producer kept the stack with me. He's like, okay. we probably gonna get one season, but, okay. but just go get your foot in the door. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the yeah. executive producer called me and asked me to do the show. And at first, I was reluctant to do the show because it wasn't major network. And uh, I don't know, I hate to say it like that. It wasn't like NBC, ABC, one major. Why, why was that important for you? Was it because you were looking for a certain amount of money? Did you want like a certain kind of cred? Yeah, because it's business. Okay. You know what I mean? For as anything, business first. So I was like, all right. Don't. But he was like, this will get your foot in the door. But I told him, I said, look, I'll do it. But you got to let me shadow you. Okay. He was like, what so you, you mean? So you can learn behind the scenes. Yeah, because that was more important to me than actually being on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to know like when, when, some, when some stuff get fucked up. Yeah. What happens? Because at first I thought executive producers didn't do nothing but get all of us in the room and make us do the work. Right. But no, he he be stressed the fuck out. Uh-huh. And like he at certain points he was calling me at twelve at night. You know how can we fix this? How can we shoot this? And I end up being like a Swiss pocket knife to him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like oh I got somebody. Not only is he acting, he know how to shoot. You know mm. I went to school for film production. Right. So you know how to shoot. He be directing. Like so when it comes to the sketches, I was saying no, we only know funeral home man. All you gotta do is get a box, do this, put the pillow, put the rose, show the outside. He's like, okay. So I was saving him money and it was like all this. Yeah. So he 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 was like, I was his right hand man when it came to some shit falling apart. Yeah. So he allowed me to be in the room when everything was going wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he be coming to me like, what you think we should do? You yeah. know what I mean? So it got to that point where it was like that. And when the show was over with, he was going to like another network. He was like, yo, I'm directing some stuff over here. You want to come over here with me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the mm-hmm. reason he asked that because he's like, this dude made my life he trusts easier. You. Right. Because yeah. I showed up. Yeah. I always show up and stuff for him. So I was like, nah, I'm about to leave and go back to Atlanta. Mm. So, uh, so wait, but why did you make that decision? Because I knew I was going to get a big enough following while I can tour. But I needed to be able to do an hour worth of stand up on tour. And so okay. I had to leave LA to get better on stage. But everybody mm. looking at me like, you know, at this time I got like, Twenty some thousand followers. I ain't got like ain't like I'm hella big. Followers where like on, on Facebook. Okay, on Facebook. maybe like thirty thousand, twenty thousand followers on Facebook. <laughs> so uh, they like uh, like what tour? What you talking about? I'm like, nah, I gotta get better. So it's like I saw it before. before. You were foreseeing the future. Yeah, I was foreseeing it. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, this was gonna happen. Yeah. And so I let, but I need to be at that time. The longest I have ever been on stage was 10, 15 minutes. You know, I ain't how I'm gonna do an hour if I barely can do 10, 15 minutes. So I right. need to be in a city. Whereas regular people, where I get on stage every night to work out this material, so that way when I tour, I, I feel confident with my material. You know what I mean? I don't want people to show up and then I'm bombing. Right. You know, I ain't got the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. So I left L.A. to do that. But people looked okay. at me crazy, like, you just got on TV, people why are you People are never going to understand your vision. Same way. That, yeah. With the Xbox. I'm like, I've been here before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same way. So when I, when I saw that, when I left, I saw like the look in their eyes. It's like dropping out of college. Remember when they're like, oh, you yeah. ain't coming back. You know that look yeah. up, that look up. It was the same yeah. look. Like you ain't, he ain't coming back. To me. But yeah. so uh, from there, I left. I left LA and I went to Atlanta. I went to Atlanta and then um, I got on stage. And then from you, there, you started yeah. working on that hour. Start working on that hour. Did then, you work? This is random. Did you? Um, did you? I forgot his last name. Xavier. Yeah, Bergens. Yeah, that's my man. We got in Sundance together. Okay. We got in the Sundance program. Xavier's yeah. very talented. Oh, he, he wanted to, be, like, when I saw him at, at college, like, he was in, we was in films. Mm-hmm. School. He was under me in film, mm-hmm. film school in Alabama, but I was like, yeah. oh, he got the eye. See, I got to work at the eye, but he got the natural God-given eye. Yeah. And he, like, OCD with it. Like, he, like, yeah. it got to be this. It got to be right. And yeah. when you mix them two things, when you mix the naturalness, mm-hmm. giving talent with the OCD, yeah. it's, go, it's always going to make you better than the rest. Because right. you, you, like, you can't rest mm-hmm. if it ain't right. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. Okay. 
That's dope brother. That's my dude. Yeah, exa- shout out to Xavier. We haven't talked to him forever, yeah. but shout out to him. Yeah, cute lights back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. That's where I know him lights. from. Yeah, cute yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, that's where blog. I know him from. Okay, so you moved to Atlanta. You started working on your hour. Yeah, and I went on tour. So my following started growing. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you're still doing a Keisha. Still doing a Keisha. Keisha's that's, getting it's you. It's like 16, some... 17 now. Yeah. 2016 is when I posted the first video of her. Uh-huh. And so at what point are people recognizing you from Keisha more than anything else? Um, it was weird. It, it was it got weird because I don't go out the house much, right? So when I was like working in Atlanta, like this 16, 2016, 17, mm-hmm. I was staying in the house uh, like at long periods because I ain't no, had no need to like. You got to remember, like I'm in Atlanta, I ain't got like family around, right? Right. And I'm just doing stand up. So I wasn't really around people like mm-hmm. that. Um, so it, it'd be splurges where I'd be like, man, I ain't been out of the house in a week or two. I got to get out and just go talk. In a week? Yeah. I mean, I'll go to the grocery store, but the grocery store up the street. You know what and I mean? And that was it, Trey? Well, I mean, I had no need to. What was I, what was I going You didn't have a social life? I was working in the, in the inside. So I'm trying to go somewhere. So it was like, there wasn't no need to. Like, I was in my bag or, or writing and producing shit. So it was like, well, you know. So he's going to work. Yeah, working the, the, the every day. I'm not going to work. I mean, right, you're just writing. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what writing, I meant. Writing, stand up. So you're not, doing, you're not having to go to the comedy clubs anymore? Well, I would take a week. I make... Two weeks, I may not go to comedy club. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So sometimes I didn't go to comedy club. I'm like, man, I ain't been out of the house in two weeks outside the grocery store. Okay. And I go to the gym, but I'm more of an introvert. So I go to the gym at night. The gym got to be like 24 hours. So at that time. You try to go when there's not a lot of people there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the energy be bouncing off of me all types of ways. When it be like crowded, I'm like, ah. So I got to get It ain't even, it's just the energy in the yeah, room. Yeah. Like too many energies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and then I'm a night owl. By me not having like no regular job, like I get to be up I at think one. that's pretty common for creatives. Yeah. Being a night owl. Yeah. yeah. So I'm in the gym at like one some. So. Okay. And so are you start, starting to get some notoriety in Atlanta? Oh yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, at first, it was from just like back in the day. I was just big with college girls, okay. so it was like daughters that uh, that like that noticed daughters. Me. Like some a girl maybe with her mom, and then the daughter oh, okay, that's saying okay, something. Okay, okay, but then gotcha. it flipped, and now mm-hmm. it's like the moms. The mom's more excited because Keisha's the da- a mama. Y- yeah, well, age range when I wrote her, I probably put it at like twenty seven, you know, twenty eight. Right. But she going through grown grown life shit. Right. Like she worked at a call center. She got a job. Uh, white people get on her nerves at, yeah. her, at her job. Her man ain't, you know, she ain't got no kids. And then she ain't no mama yet because she ain't got no kids. Right. Oh, okay, but okay, like okay. people getting on, like, it's like she going through, like, I wrote down, I basically took all the stuff from the girls I dated to mm-hmm. my mom, to my sisters, like what, mm-hmm. what they be going through, what kind of dudes they date, yeah. what's the issues I saw them go. And I yeah. like put like the soul of a black woman in her. Yeah. And it was like, all right, the black woman go rock Because Keisha's her. clearly from the South. I mean, if yeah, you- Yeah, yeah, I mean, if I you- I made her from Atlanta. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Because to me, like she, yeah. I mean, being from Birmingham, I'm like, yeah, she sound Birmingham all Birmingham, day. Birmingham, yeah. Bur- but if not Birmingham, the, the South for sure. Yeah, so it's like Birmingham, Atlanta, Memphis, yeah. Memphis-ish. You know, yeah. like, like them three cities like kind of merged together a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I would say that. I would say that. Okay. You know. It's so people start recognizing you in the streets for Keisha. Yeah. So they're like, what Keisha at? I'll just be walking somebody just yell out, what Keisha Isn't that weird? Yeah. You're used to it now. I, I'm used to it, but I think the world is weird for the world. So like, if I'm walking somewhere, you just have to, where Keisha at? And they drive off. Everybody like, what was that about? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, then how do you respond to that? You just got to like, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, she like had the house. I just yell out she had the house. True, true, you true. Know, I try true, to make true. it you know, as normal as possible. How did you create, like, the act? Did you make Keisha, like, the actual puppet? Like, did you make her? Did you buy her? Like, what? How did you? I bought her. So, um, actually, uh, it's like, 
It's like levels. It's a whole school for like puppeteering and stuff. I I believe it. Yeah, ironically, when I moved back to Atlanta, across the street was the Jim Hansen School of Puppetry. Wow. It was very, it's very like the synchronicity. I looked out my window one day, like there's a puppet school right across the street That's from my apartment. Crazy. Yeah, it's like a college. Well, I don't say a college is a school for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go one day catch some shows. I never did, but it's like levels. Like, so I got a homeboy here, comedian, right? And he mm-hmm. got puppets too. Like, I didn't even know he had puppets. Mm-hmm. So I was at his career one time. Uh, I knew he could work one, but I had never seen somebody like work work one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's levels to it. That's why it's a school. Like, it's levels to making it look real. It's like some people, like, like got a real art form with it. Yeah. And so he was showing me, like, all you got to do is this. You give her a facial expression. Because you got to think, Keisha doesn't have a facial expression. So how do right. we know if she's happy or she's sad? It's the movements that I do. Right. So he was right. teaching me, like, all kind of levels. But his puppets was, like, $1,300. He had one that was, like, 1800 They had custom made. But when I put them on, I could feel the difference between, mm-hmm. like, a $1,000 puppet and, a, you know what I mean, versus a few hundred dollar puppet. Wow. It's very, like, it's, it's levels. Intricate. Yeah, it's intricate. Mm-hmm. It's levels to, like, puppeteering and puppetry. It's weird, but. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, what is it that you, like, what's your ultimate goal at the time when you started doing Keisha? Like, what what was it that I was going to go on like, tour. Well, okay, so, but the ultimate goal was a TV show. Okay. So, I realized that all my internet, see, by me watching all the internet dudes grow mm-hmm. and get big, I watched all of them go down, too. You know what I mean? Nobody survived. You know what I mean by nobody? Nobody. Su- nobody. Nobody survived. What I mean by nobody survived, like ain't nobody like like nobody survived. I hate to say it like that. You know what I mean? But I'm like, like the last they're not one. on YouTube anymore. Yeah, like or- they're not YouTube no more. Hollywood, you don't really see them on TV like that. Uh, when I say survive, I mean like. Um, Why do you think that is? Uh, we was new. It's like the music industry. Most so you just don't know how to stay in it for the long haul. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's the entertainment business. So if you right. if you switch, let's take, a, um, you, you got somebody from YouTube that you watched back in the day? Back in the day? Like 2012, 2000. Do you remember anybody? You don't remember anybody from YouTube that you like? Um, I mean, if we go back to the girls be like, or, black, or white girls be like, uh, Francesca Lee. Yeah, I remember, but she she transitioned a little bit. She did. She's on TV now. The TV now. You know yeah. what I mean? But I wouldn't call her like a YouTube YouTuber. She wasn't like Kid Fury. Yeah, you got Kid Fury. He transferred with the, the podcast. Yes, and yeah. Um, but in my comedy lane, in like my comedy genre of my my peers, yeah. I was like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Nobody really survived like that and, and still like doing um what they what they sought out to do. You know mm. what I mean? Um Yeah. And do you think that's we I mean, know the business? Because so okay, so that's what it is. Yeah, because my thing is, if 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 you are able to capture audience, I always and and I could be wrong, but I always felt like if you're able to capture audience, the audience is yours, as long as you continue to entertain them, right? Slightly, because you got to remember. Okay, so you got some people with a million followers and they broke, or two million followers and they broke, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. how can that be, right? But then you got some people that getting they got a million subscribers. And then they get 10,000 views on videos on mm-hmm. YouTube. But you say, how? You got a million subscribers. How do you get only 10,000 views? Yeah. Well, you're only as good as the YouTube algorithm that's pushing you. So okay. if the algorithm stop pushing you, right? So you have to constantly study the algorithm. Yeah, to keep to keep going with it. So if the algorithm stop pushing you, then guess what? You ain't going to make no money, even though you got a million subscribers. And then now you're cold in these streets, right? Now you're cold in these streets, and you're trying to do live shows, and you can't really do live shows because ain't nobody showing up. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Um, and that's kind of where I was like, ain't nobody really survived like that. I mean, you got people that are still making a living doing other stuff. And when I, I just mean off like from, from the era that I was coming up with that I looked at and say, he's exactly like me mm-hmm. on YouTube. I watched him go like this, mm. you know, I was already down there, but I watched him go up and then down. come down. So mm-hmm. I got a chance to learn from their mistakes. I, I equated to, uh, it's like college basketball. 
some players can go straight from high school to the NBA, mm-hmm. and then some players need college. They need college to develop, and it right. don't make you better than the other dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because LeBron went straight from high school when he won the best in the NBA, but Steph Curry didn't get no D one offers. Yeah, right. But he wanted the best in the NBA too. He had to go to college for three years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just how the cars fall. Yeah, but you got some that don't pan out either way. Right. But um, I got a chance to sit back and develop, so I got a chance to work on my stand up legs because what I didn't want to do was get two million followers or a million followers and I couldn't I can capitalize. I can make a tour or do this because I wasn't ready yet. You right. know what I'm saying? Cause stand up one of the things you got to practice. Right. It's an art form that you gotta practice. Absolutely. So you gotta be ready. You can't just work on it for a week and think you can go do an hour. Who are some of your mentors? Um Roy Wood. He 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 won't call himself a mentor. He won't call himself a mentor but, to but either. He, yeah, 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 yeah. But I would I would he always he's a, great. Yeah, he gets some of the best advice. The best, the best advice. Um, and then Roy looked out for me. Roy, Roy helped me get get on stage in L.A. When I went back that second time, Roy took me around to the comedy clubs mm-hmm. and was like, "Yo, like he cool, like yo, he go be like, look out for a young one and all that." So yeah. Roy was the reason I got on stage for the first time in L.A. Yeah, um, yeah, Roy, Roy is a really, really good person. Yeah, Shout then, out to him. If you guys haven't heard, he's on one of the old. I forget which episode. He was on an old episode of Coco's he team. Was. Yeah, he was, so was you guys go check that out. Yeah, he's he's good people. Who else? Uh, it's a comedian called Royale uh, Watkins. Uh, okay, I don't think I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on like Dev. He's he's like one of them underground. Uh, but he do a lot of behind. Like he di- uh, he he like produces and stuff behind the scenes. Like he helped Mike Epps, I think, produce his special. Um, he do a lot of stuff like behind the scenes. He do a lot of behind the scene work. But like the OGs in the comedy game know him, and I I never heard of him either. But I was listening to a podcast one day. Um, I'm a podcast head, right about comedy. I am too. Yeah, I listened to a podcast one day. He was on there, and I heard him talk, and I was like, "Oh, this is my this is my mentor right here." Yeah, like you ever hear somebody talk Absolutely. and you know, you like, nah, the amount is... of people I've reached out to by hearing them on other people's podcasts yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I, I was like, it was it was weird. I was like, I ain't never even met dude a day in my life, but I was like, yo, this is him. Mm-hmm. This the dude that this is my this is my OG. You know what I mean? Like I heard him talk. Yeah, and um, I never forget. YouTube, you know, YouTube Black. This is a thing called YouTube Black. Every year, YouTube put all the black YouTubers in the room. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I don't be into the YouTube, YouTube stuff yeah, I can heavy. Tell. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking you the name really YouTube. He's like, all right, no. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's like, and I, as a creator, like I need to do that's a okay. lot better. Yeah. But like, YouTube has never been. YouTube was where I went to go watch music videos yeah, or viral I'm, clips I'm, that like I heard about. I understand. That was pretty true. much it. I never. I think just now I'm starting to watch like just other forms of like entertainment and content and stuff on, on YouTube. YouTube without yeah. like it being something I heard about from somebody else. Got you. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. So I heard him talk, um, and I was like, "Yo, this is my 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 mentor. Like, how am I supposed to get in touch with him?" So I follow him on Twitter. He ain't follow me back. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't really. But it went cool. But you know he don't know me. It's just it's just a random. I'm just trying to like. So then I, uh, what happened? I tweeted him one time. He didn't tweet back or whatever, right? So it's like cool. All right, ain't no big deal. So yeah. I was at YouTube Black event. And, um, Where did they host that in LA? Nah, they well the first one they did. It was the very first one. Okay. But then they had it at this should have had it in Atlanta, and then they had it at Howard the year before that. Oh, so I wow, think they okay. on like their third one now. So they only did three. Okay. So next year could be the fourth. So they do it in cities that are like very black. Well, that, I think to, that's what they're trying to do now. Because at first they did it in LA and it was like, why are we take it to DC with Howard? Because they took it at Howard's, you know, home. It was like doing Howard uh, homecoming, I think. So it was like that. They had it there. So they're trying to be more black. So I think they was like, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. Because at first it was in LA, but now I think black people was like, yo, why, why are we in LA? We'll take us somewhere black. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's go to DC and in Atlanta. Let's go with black people. I think that's what happened. 
Um, that's what it seems. You know, yeah. Howard is, you know, one of the blackest mm. HBCUs you can go to. So anyway. One of the blackest guess, HBCUs you can go to? No, I mean, to? it's like historic, rich in, rich in uh, history. Uh, so I think that's. It's debatable. Yeah. So <laughs> HBCU battles. All right. So then uh, he was outside of YouTube Black. He was trying to get in. And I had an extra pass. So I went up there. I was like, yo, let let, let my man's in. I saw him. I was like, yo, let him in. And so I gave him a pass. And then um, when he was upstairs, I said, I had, I started talking to him. Like, yo, you Roy, yeah, why? Because he was looking at me like, yeah, who the fuck is you? You know what I mean? He had to look like that, right? Yeah. Expected because that's his attitude, right? Yeah. And so we started chopping up. And I started telling him, like, yo, man, I listen to all your podcasts. I do this. I do that. He's like, for real? I was like, I was wondering if I could show you some stuff. And then you just give me your advice. Your advice on it. And he was like, all right, come down to the office on Tuesday or whatever. Um, and I came down to the office on Tuesday and I laid out like my plan. At this time I had like, so when I had the 20, 20, 30 some thousand followers on Facebook, I laid out the plan. Yeah. And it was telling them like I was designing a TV show. So you asked me what the end goal was to make it full circle. Yeah. I was designing a TV show, but I realized most of my YouTube peers had failed when they tried to go to TV. Like why, why, why can't internet talent transition to TV and be successful? Why have you got a million followers? You can't, you can't get views on TV the same way you get on the internet. And I realize it's, it's because they're not making content for TV. You know what I mean? So, like, if if I got my phone and I'm in first person and I'm roasting, how am I going to translate the TV? Just because people still want to watch you if it's entertaining, but they, they don't want to watch that like, on TV. That on TV. That's yeah. not made for TV. That's made for your, your phone, 30-second scroll. Right. So, what I did was I wrote out this show called Keisha's World with the puppet first. Okay. So, I wrote it all out. And then I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to reverse it. So I'm going to write it for TV, and then I'm going to reverse it for the internet. So that way, when I transition back to TV, you you going to know exactly what it is. So if Keisha got 2 million subscribers or 2 million followers, or I got 3 million followers, and you like the stuff I'm putting out, mm-hmm. you go like it on TV because it's the exact same thing. Because if you look at Martin, you, did you watch Martin? Yeah, of course. Of course, right? Martin ain't number sketches Yeah, put together. It's like four or five sketches written around the issue. Right. Every episode, they're trying to solve some. Yeah. Then you got Shanae. You go walk out in the hallway on the way, Shanae sketch, right? Yeah. You go walk in the house, Mama Payne sketch. Then yeah. Martin just going to be funny. So that's what I started doing. I started saying, okay, so there's certain rules on on the internet that I will, I will not break. Okay. So somebody maybe let's do a video with Keisha. No, 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 because Keisha wouldn't do that. Mm. Like you won't cut an episode of Martin on to see Martin on Gina with a side chick, right? So we're not doing that. Yeah. And, and on, the, on the internet with my stuff. As as weird as that sound, and I know I can do some stuff to get views. I'm like, no, because when I transition to TV, I need them to it know. Need to translate. They need to translate, and they right. need to know exactly what they're watching, and because they got an attachment to her. Right. You know, they got attachment to me via this. Yeah. So a certain stuff I would do. So once I start studying TV, for instance, like um, I don't know how much of the Keisha stuff you watch, but like. I always noticed that Martin would talk in third person while his character works. So people know Keisha's name only because I say her name. Mm-hmm. I never write out and be like, this is Keisha's world. I say her name every episode. They yeah. know my name because I say my name every episode. Right. When I play a character, you know, sometimes I play uncle or sometimes I play Keisha's ex-boyfriend. I say I say the name. Yeah. I talk about myself in third person. Right. Because I noticed Martin would do that. You know, okay. you know, you know, you got, you know any characters from Martin? Can you remember I mean- any characters? You mean like the ones he played? Yeah, the or, ones he played. Oh yeah, uh, the karate guy. I forgot his name. Oh, karate uh, guy. Jerome. And how'd you know his name was Jerome? Jerome in, in the, the house. house. I say Jerome in the, the house. house. Yeah, Watch yeah. your mouth. Shanae don't play. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about it. So whenever he in a character, he say his name in third person. Yeah, right. So you know who. He so is. you know who he is. So he always be like Mama Payne. You know what I mean? He every character he talking about himself in third person. So once yeah. I start studying that, I was like, okay, well this is how we know the name of the character. 
mm-hmm. because he talk he only refers to himself in third person when he in the character. Yeah. Uh, I said, Oh Otis now. Remember old Otis, the, yeah. the guard? Yeah, old, yeah, old, yeah, old, yeah, Otis, yeah. old Otis ain't been dropped since sixty nine. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. He was, whenever he referred to himself, he he referred in third person. So I started doing that. And so that's how I started saying, Okay, if they know Keisha, they're gonna know me. Yeah. Because Keisha gonna say my name every episode. Right. Even if some of the episodes ain't in there, her homegirl may say, Girl, what you about to do? Me and Tra- me and Trey finna go down here and so yeah. I always make sure I implement my name because they. So now I'm attached to her. Right. You know what I mean. So if they know Keisha name, they know my name because they ain't never heard Keisha name. Yeah. Yeah. So I put it That's like dope. that. So it's just me studying the art, like how the brain works and what makes people remember things. So that way. So now my goal now, right, um, is to do the TV show. So now I'm getting the following all the way up, so I can reverse it and be like, okay, this is why it's gonna work. Because when I sit in the room with them executives, I'm gonna be able to tell them, I think this is why it's gonna work. This is why it's gonna be successful, and it's the following I already got, and it's yeah. gonna translate because I built it purely off this. Yeah, ain't no gimmicks. It's purely off this. Right. So, what, has that gotten anywhere yet? Like, have you been able to pitch it to networks and? No, no, ain't it. I'm sorry. No, okay. Clarify for me. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, okay, so I'm not at that stage yet of the okay. plan. Gotcha. I'm not in that stage of the plan yet. Okay. Because what I wanted to do first is I wanted to build my money all the way up. Because what you ever want to do is put your livelihood in the hands of Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? That's why I ain't went back to L.A. yet. Because it don't matter. I, so I, the plan is to go to eventually go back to L.A. Yeah, I got to go back to L.A. That's what, a, that's what. but when I go back to L.A., it's different because I get to call the shot. So I ain't doing it. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's like I get to say this is how it's going to go. Yeah. So, cause I, so when I look at the older guys, I watch a lot of podcasts. Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you watch- listen to Brilliant Idiots? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not my favorite podcast. Yeah, it's not my favorite. So I may catch it in glimpses, but it ain't it ain't my cup of tea. I understand. As for knowledge, it's entertaining though. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Every once in a while, they drop gems. Yeah, they, they do. Andrew Schultz. Yeah. I study Andrew Schultz and religiously. That's why though. I was gonna bring him up because yeah, when you said that you want to go to LA, say. yeah, Andrew Schultz, and you want to call the shots. He yeah. was the one he had to realize, like yeah. you know, he wasn't able to close these deals with with Netflix and, and with Hulu. And, yeah, and, and he what, was like, okay, well, let me do my own shit. Get my millions up, yeah. and now I'm going to tell you what you're going to give me, or you're not going to work with me. Right? I study Andrew Brilliant. Schultz. Brilliant. He's he's one of my one of my favorite comedians to watch and study. Yeah. Right? Because I love how he done his following, and now he doing he doing theaters. Well, he doing thousand seaters. You got to think yeah. if thousand people pay twenty five dollars to see you, how much money is that? Twenty five thousand dollars. That's in one night to do to do an hour, right? Then you say a merch after. Now what happens if you do that two two nights out the week? Man. So now you're making forty thousand dollars a week, right? Forty thousand dollars a week times four weeks in a month is what? That's that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars, right? One hundred twenty thousand times twelve is what? That's a $1.4 million. So after you pay your taxes, you left with about Look at you over 000. here spinning out these numbers so, like it's nothing. Yeah, so it's like that. It's like once I saw the game, yeah. I was like, why, why would I go fight to be on TV when I can make that Dude, money? right here in the crib. I can make this money right over here. You know what I mean? Now when I go back, then I say, this is how the TV show will go. Because a lot of times you see a lot of, uh, you got to think, it ain't a lot of successful TV shows. TV shows not really successful at all. No. You know, to get a show on TV, you got to hit the lottery like four or five times. Right, and to have a successful show on TV, you got to hit, you got to have a miracle working with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we ain't had, it's not very, it's not a lot of successful sitcoms. So, so once I realized that, I said, my chances of failure are very high in yeah. this game. So, I, if I know that, I got to come in the gate and I got to minimize my chances of failing. So, that's why I, I planned everything and I wrote it the way I wrote it. Um, and finance wise, I did what makes sense. Right. So, I was like, I can go on tour and make this amount of money and then I can protect my livelihood. Yeah. So, we, we got to wrap up soon. Okay, but I'm sorry. No, no, no. You are fine. I love yeah. these stories. Like, they're really good. I love it. Okay. Cool. Um, but one of the things I did want to ask you, so, in your in your sketches with Keisha, and even with, like, some of your, before Keisha, you did some of your, uh, what do you call it, the stick? 
stick 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 figure videos with like you know like your Every girl had these type of friends. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, um, those were my joints. Or yeah. Lame Lance. Lame Lance. Stuff. That's what I. Lame Lance is what took you off, really, right? Yeah, it was my on first. YouTube. Yeah, it was my first. Uh, I, it was my first like cult video where I feel like every time I would go somewhere, somebody would be like, Lame Lance, this dude that made Lame Lance. It was like the first cult video. And it actually was got me in Sundance. Me, Xavier, and another one of our writing partners named Thomas. Okay. We wrote a real life. Uh, show off of Lame Lance. Right. And then we put it into Sundance. Now, we didn't think we was going to get in because. Like Sundance got like ten thousand entries every year, right? And they only choose and like eleven first people. Time. It's our first time. They only choose eleven yeah. people. So to be like one of the ten out of well, one of the eleven out of ten thousand people, yeah, that's it was, crazy. It was crazy. So when we did it, we got it. it was like, all right, well, you know what I mean. And people are something like, y'all don't seem to have like we happy. We just you know we know. So I asked out of curiosity, I'm like, how many people entered? And then she was like, ten thousand. That's why wow. everybody be happy when they get in. But y'all was like, normally, was like, I was like, I don't know. We we quite didn't know. Like, they, yeah. you know, but they really like honed us to be better writers. They locked us in a room mm. for like a week and then they honed like all of us to be better writers. Okay. And so is that where, no, you said Lame Lance was before The Lame that. Lance was, okay. this 2016, 17, where, where the Lame Lance stuff happened with me and Xavier. Yeah. Coincidentally, we was like, we got into Sundance together as partners. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was 2016, late 2016. Right. And so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so I'm very curious because I'm nosy and I like to hear about people's relationships and stuff. So what experiences did you have to be able to create all these narratives around different, like you've created multiple themes of what could happen in a relationship. Yeah. So like. I was, I was raised. Have you ever been like, have you had long periods of time being single? You know what? It's it's weird, right? Because I got like, I guess in a way, what would you consider long periods of time? More than a year, actually, more than more than six months to a year. No, you haven't. Yeah, I, I would say oh. so. no, no, no. This is the thing, right? Because I, I get attached. So, like, I'm what you call um, I get attached to, to to a woman. If that makes any sense, and she gets attached to me, I believe too, right? Okay. So it's is it it's like um, what can I say? So I'm not really like a you're a relationship person. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, cause it's like <laughs> I don't like need like five, like I need like, cause it's like uh, I'm trying to say, cause I'm not saying nothing, but I'm saying everything. It's right? like you can, you are you saying you can be on one end of the spectrum? Either you can be extremely loyal to this one person, or you can be with like a bunch of girls. No, no, no. Either I'm gonna be by myself, okay. right? Either I'm gonna be by myself, right? Or I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be like talking to her. Okay. So either I got like zero, like I got zero, like I'm right here where I'm just working, but I. <laughs> It's like this because I go in splurges of creativity. Okay. Right? So I can, I start working and working and working and working and I ain't talking to nobody. But then once I start talking to somebody, I be feel like the attachment be so strong that then she automatically my girlfriend. So for default. you, but is because so you are so honed into like yourself and your craft, when you do finally, I guess, allow a person in or you start like, I guess, being attracted to somebody, yeah. it's like you're all in. From the beginning. Yeah. Because you you just know what you like. Yeah, so we be vibing, and then she like, can I come by? I'm like, cool. And then she like, can I come by? Cool. And then the next thing you know, she over there every day. Yeah. But I ain't like, go home, because I'm like, all right, it's cool. Yeah. And then next thing you know, somebody at your house every day. Yeah. And then yeah. y'all keep, oh, yeah, it's my girlfriend. And it's like, it's like, it's yeah. like that. I'm out one day, oh, this my girl, right? She's like, oh, I guess I'm his girl. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like that. So that's what I mean by, um, it's like random. It's like very random. But, uh. So you've had plenty of relationship experience to be able to tie into. The, 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 Your the narratives yeah, yeah But I got a lot of homegirls Right So okay. I was like I grew up with like Eight different women in the house okay. Right But they all older 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So I seen like everything you you can when it comes to just women, right? Yeah. So because uh, I'm like the youngest and I'm the only boy, so I seen like everything you can see when it yeah. comes to come to women. And then all my homegirls in school, like my best friends, were like women. So and my roommate, when I was in Atlanta, my roommate's a girl. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I always been around women more than I've been around guys. I got guy friends, but I always been closer to my 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 women friends than I have my guy friends. So. I think those make for like the best type of men, honestly. What do you mean? You're you talking because they used to deal it, with emotion. Um. Well, I wouldn't go say that, but <laughs> no, that's, that's true. I mean, I women, guess that's women's emotions fluctuate. Yeah, I go. So, that's sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I just meant like you just understand women in general. Like if you. I mean, and my dad. Okay, this this when I say emotion, um, I think sometimes women see that as a negative. Sometimes saying that emotional. That just wasn't what I was thinking. Not oh, okay. necessarily a negative. I just was. My point of view was just that, like, if you are around a bunch of women all the time, you just understand their nature, their perspectives, yeah. the way they're gonna move. Like you just, you understand. Yeah. And when and I feel like a lot of guys, like I mean, Charlemagne the God was one of those people who says that too. Like he just has always been attached to women and yeah. he feels like that's helped him become like a better person, a better man in the long run. I, I do. I do agree. And yeah. it gives you more understanding. You got more patience. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Sometimes your girl go flip out just randomly. Sometimes, you know, you know, I always say this, um, cause women are more emotional than man. My father taught me that he's like, why is she doing that? Cause when I was older, I remember my mom used to be blatantly wrong. My stepmom be blatantly wrong. Yeah. I'm like, tell her she wrong. Tell her fuck that. Tell us, you know, like, yeah. nah, that's how they do. You understand one day. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you understand when you get on. It's just, yeah. you know what I mean? And, but, but that, but this also means they more emotional by, by God's design. So they mean, yeah, they go turn up on you sometimes for no reason. They go do this, but, but you got to. also very nurturing. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Loving. So they very nurturing, very caring. loving, very caring. They got better buns. So you, you can't take the yin and not take the yang. Yang, yeah. Yeah. That's just what it comes with. So you can't make her kill this side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but, not want to have this other side. Yeah. Not yeah. want to have this other side because this is what makes her, this is what makes her for your survival needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's a naturally go nurture the kid you know what i mean versus versus a man and that's why man and woman emotionally stronger than man too mm-hmm. that's why when you find out your man cheated on you and you had sex with her you be hurt but you don't be about to kill you don't be about to go berserk 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 but when a man when it happened to a man like you be like oh shit i don't know because i've seen some of my homeboys break down be like dude whoa whoa what the fuck you was doing this for a yeah. whole year <laughs> oh, man, and now you right. pull away her one time her one time now he can't because he can't emotionally Handle that shit because he ain't used to handling emotions like that, right? Mm. So it weighs too much on him. Yeah. So now when he finally got a, he forced to handle some emotions, he folding because he ain't used to handling emotions. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. Um, I feel it. That's very interesting. I like that perspective. Yeah. So um, are you single now? Yeah, right now I'm single. I'm single right now. Because none of the girls would want to know. You know, and you actually like looking at you, I think part of the reason why I was so thrown off by your age, you do look the exact same from like your YouTube videos from forever ago. Yeah, I started growing like this out a little bit. And I'm like, let me try. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't coming in, but I was like, yo, let me try to see something, right? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So like I got stuck in this uh this middle. All right, so now at my shows, right? I finally got to the age though. Well, like, like 42-year-olds coming. Yeah. 40-year-olds coming. But then they bring their 21-year-old daughters. Mm. So it's like this weird middle ground yeah. where they kind of both looking at me, right? Yeah. It's like they weird. It's a weird, like, oh, they both look? <laughs> That's funny. It's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, either that, one of y'all, you know, I'm just yeah, like. Yeah, which one? Which one? <laughs> 
either one of y'all can get care? it. Who gonna cook the dinner? Who right. Got, I'm like, let me get your mom. I'm like, let me. You cool, but let me holler at you your mom. Older women. Say what? You, yeah, I like you, older women you like more. Like aunties. Um, that's why I like aunties very good. Me, I like I like older women more. But I was raised in the house with older women. Yeah. So I can relate to them more. Yeah. Uh, I can relate to older women more. Um, I ain't got nothing against younger girls, though. I still talk to younger girls, but it's like. <laughs> That's funny. It's like uh, I, I tend to gravitate know, to older women. Yeah, and they already be like uh, they they didn't figure their life out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying when you 24 to 33 trying to figure shit out. Shit, 33. When, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you gotta get up there. You see, but when you when you 40, you kind of like okay, I know what the fuck going you, on. You now. sitting down. You get it. You get yeah. it now. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. Because the older you get, I believe you start realizing you don't know shit. Every birthday. Absolutely, Remember yeah. when you 16? You asked a 16 year old where they going to be at 25? They know exactly where they going to yeah. be. Yeah. I'm going to have a Range Rover. I'm going to have two cars. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a husband. I'm going to have a degree. And then yeah. the older you get, you realize ain't none of that shit coming like yeah. that. It ain't coming how you think it's going to come in, right? And so then, like every year, you be feeling, you go through this. I always say you go through a quarter life crisis. They yeah. don't call it that. But when you 25 to 27, 28 now, you start looking at the internet and somebody get married, somebody have a kid. Yeah. And you ain't doing shit and somebody got a job yeah. and it's congratulations. And you start f- feeling like, is this right? Yeah. Is, is, is That's why I'm you scared right? me just now when you said 33. I was like, hold up. You start, but you I'm get, tired of this yeah. now. I ain't trying to do this for another five, six years. What? You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right, man. You start, the older you get, the more you start figuring it out. And then once you start realizing that, hey, I don't know shit. Yeah. Everything is, it, it flows better. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I'm going to be at I'm going to be at. And then you start figuring out and be like, okay, I do know something now. It's like a full circle. Mm. But yeah. I like that. So, so, and then you have you have your other business, your side hustle that I asked you about. Well, not yeah. your side hustle. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Six yeah. Figure Boss. Okay, so I started this thing, right? Because, uh, long story short, I went I went to Malibu earlier this year, and I met with uh, this guy named Barry Katz. It was Dave Chappelle manager, Louis C.K. manager, Mike Elf's manager, like back in the day, right? Um, he ain't manager no more, but back in the day, he was like a tycoon manager. In my opinion, he's the greatest manager ever. Uh, he got a podcast, so I found him on his podcast, and then I reached out to him. He hit me back, and then he was like, let's meet in Malibu. So then I flew out to Malibu, and then we met, and we ate at this place. And we talked for like five hours. We was only supposed to talk like 30 minutes. Yeah. But then once I was talking to him, he was like, can I get more time? Yeah. Can I get more? And I was like, cool. I was like, yeah, but he was like changing shit right then to talk to me longer. Yeah. Um, so we sat there for like five hours, me and this wow. 55-year-old white man, you know what I mean? Just yeah. sitting there talking. Um, and he asked me, uh, he, he at the talk, he said, what you do, what you, he said, we did all this shit. We talked about all the stuff you're working on, but you didn't tell me nothing about what you're doing for people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What you plan on doing for people. And then that, that kind of stuck with me a little bit. Wow. And so, and so then once I started looking at my finances and I started doing all this stuff, I was like, man, um, I should be showing other people this shit because mm. ain't nobody show me. You know what I mean? So, so I when was go. this? This was early this year, 2000, it was 2019. Okay. It was like in January. Okay. January. So then I was like, I'm going to, so I wrote out this thing called Six Figure Boss. I ain't know what to call it, but I started writing stuff. And then like now I'm, I plan on, um, I'm going I'm to I'm dive in it deep, but I want to make sure I get my comedy money first. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I almost start one more thing and I ain't even, I ain't, so, I ain't. So, I mean, what's your ultimate goal with it? Just wanting to help people give them knowledge? Yeah. Because like a, you said, like, I feel like black people as a whole. Yeah, yeah. One we, of our biggest issue is organizing and, and it requires money to be able to organize. Yeah. And um, we we just haven't been able to really it, get that knowledge. Yeah, and then you got to secure the bag after you secure the bag. You know what I mean? Some people think getting the bag is securing the bag. It's not securing the bag. Securing the bag is I can take a month off and chill. 
You know mm. what I mean? I can take a year off and, and not do nothing if I want to and travel the world Goals, and yeah. go to all Europe and go to Japan and go to Tokyo and go to Australia and go to Africa and go to Jamaica if I want to yeah. and just chill somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? That's security. That's when the bad security. So when I started teaching by me making so much money off all the businesses that I run, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me let me show somebody where I fucked up at. Cause I ain't gonna show you. I ain't gonna show you just the good shit. Yeah. I'm gonna show you all everything where I didn't file an LLC and Tornado took all my shit. And I, I the the the, the uh, FEMA people saying we can't give you this on the business or we give you a loan on it, but we can't give you the straight money because it ain't it's a sole proprietorship or how you trademark this or what's the benefits of bankruptcy or or how do you why, how how are rich rich people filing bankruptcy still keeping their money yeah and how how are they protecting themselves with this and how how is this working and what's the dividend what's this in the stock how real estate how all right. this so it's different ways i looked at it and was like all right let me start showing people like how to how to make money in different avenues because i always found making money easy uh, i want to say i want to say easy simple that's why i never had to have a regular job okay because i like uh when i was 17 i knew i won't go work no more yeah i was like i ain't never clocking in again at mm. 17 I was just what was your job at 17 i was a janitor where? At TJ Maxx. So I was a janitor at TJ Maxx. I ain't You're like janitors at TJ Maxx? Yeah, who you think sweep the floor? The people who work there? No, they don't sweep the floor. You never seen like well technically that's the janitor. But I mean Clearly, the janitor. Clearly I haven't worked in retail. Yeah, yeah. So the janitor <laughs> But TJ Maxx is a it's like what, like uh probably like ten thousand square feet? Yes. Yeah, you gotta take three hours to sweep the floor. Okay. Because you got to take a big push brooms to sweep, but the floor get dusty as hell. Or I thought that, well, I'll say that, but I, I have worked in retail a little bit, but I thought they like hired... Um, Cleaning staffs or something? Yeah. Like not, they outsource it. Not that you work like for TJ Maxx and you oh, are hired on saying. as a janitor. I don't know what they do now, but I was a janitor, so... Okay. I, you know what I realized? Uh, the female bathroom is disgusting, man. Y'all are terrible, yo. Like, I didn't fucking know that until I went to the room. I like, this shit is... I thought it was going to be nothing to clean. I was like, it ain't... They ain't Honestly, gotta, um... They, they just pissed it out and pissed. No, Honestly, no, it is kind of crazy how that is. Like, yeah. men's bathrooms Baby, are typically a little bit cleaner, which is weird. I think it's because y'all don't have... Yeah. Ain't no tampons on the floor. Ain't no bloody... Yeah. Like, why would you pull the tampon out? And then we have to aim a lot. I guess, but... Well, I mean, we have to aim in a different kind of way. Y'all have yeah. something that kind of help you. Like, y'all got a guide. I understand that, but it shouldn't be shit... In diapers and I'm not justifying the nastiness yeah, yeah, by the yeah, way. I'm just saying, I'm just like, saying if, like, you, if you pull a tampon out, wrap it up uh, and throw the shit away. Don't sit the shit on the floor. Like you like you just lie and you just Well, you know what I realized? I think it's I'm that like because this. because the bathrooms at my job are not that like great either. Yeah. And I think and I don't, I don't know who raised y'all. I don't, I wanna, I like, I don't wanna raising? say it's white girls, but I'm gonna say it's white girls. Well, uh, I think that oh, okay. because it's not their own personal bathroom. Yeah, I don't I know. I think if they on. like miss the toilet when they pull the tampon out, they just be like and then walk on out. I don't know. I, I think that's know. what they do. But okay. I was the janitor and I realized I was like uh girls are nasty as fuck. Yeah. And I was like, this is my last job. <laughs> I knew then I was like, I ain't working for nobody. That's out. that's motivation though. Yeah. Being a janitor, yeah. It was cool. It was it was like uh, I ain't talk I, I ain't have to talk to nobody so that was a good thing like I stayed to myself yeah if that makes sense that's true having headphones in yeah my headphones in while I sweep the floor yeah. like ain't nobody messing with me yeah that's true people, all right so you're really an introvert yeah yeah but I got like uh because I don't ever really see you like I yeah, didn't don't know, know <laughs> I don't even think I knew that you were living in Birmingham until house. I ran into you at Sidekicks and I had said you know yeah. I want to interview you. I thought that was going to be something difficult to book. I was like, when yeah. you going to be in town? Let me see, like, coordinate with your schedule. But you actually are here. But I never see you out. I mean, I don't really be out like that. Yeah, I don't, either. I don't really go out that much. Uh, I stay in the crib. Because I'm about to make it, and then I ain't trying to die. So you get shot, right? And you're about to make it. So I like, got to oh, wait. No, just- my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was just about to make 
Trey, stop. Don't talk like that. I was like, let me stay in the house. These niggas out here killing people and shit. Let me stay in the house. Oh, my God. Well, this was like, I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. This was probably... The easiest interview I've ever done. Probably because I talk a lot. It prob- but that's good because you. I, there are people who will come on and ask to be on my show and I have to force. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Stuff out of them. Like I have to like, I feel like I'm pulling and I'm like, nigga, you asked to be on the show. Like, yeah. what? hello, Give come me on, what we doing? Answers. Come on. So I like it when people are like, I already have like backstories to the questions that I'm going to ask. It makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, thank you. For sure. So what's what's next for Tremo? Like what's what's coming next that we can look for from Tremo? Um I'm a, right now I'm at the stage where uh um I don't oh I do know. I ain't gonna say I don't know. But so this is how I wrote it, right? I'm real big on manifestation and you know, law of attraction and shit like that, right? So I'll be writing everything down mm-hmm. and then it it works just like how I write it down. So mm. I always find that fascinating. Like I can really write I need my to life. be better with that. Yeah, you can write your life. Like everything I be, I write my whole life, and it's like this is how it works. Which can I adopt you as my mentor? I guess if you want to. No, I'm like I'm very right, for you real. Can holler at me, hey, look, um, but I'll I, edit I always, that out. No, I, no, 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 <laughs> leave that in because I want people to hear this. Right, I always tell people this. Right, I care, but I don't give a fuck. You don't care as much as I do. No, no, no. I don't. The reason why I don't give a fuck is because most people don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. So you're gonna only care as much as that yeah. person cares. So right. I'm gonna care. Like so, when you come to me and I be like, do this and then do this. And you're like, I don't, okay. Are you gonna give me assignments? Well, I'm gonna, I need that. If I say read this, read that, okay. because a lot of people think I made a lot of people six figure people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, some people that I say you could have been million dollar motherfucker. You could have walked in that room when I told you walk in that room, but they just can't walk in the door, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I probably want the person to take him in the door. You know what I mean? And a lot mm-hmm. of times I get information out for free. I don't even be like, I don't even want shit to do with it. I just ain't been walking. I wish somebody would told me yeah. what I'm telling them, right? Yeah. But it comes from me. So I don't look like I've done all the shit I've done in my life. Because you may look at me and may say he's like a 27-year-old that probably just got out of college five years ago. Yeah, I mean, you look like and, you just got out of college. I mean, yeah. out of high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like the knowledge I got, I know. They don't know how many books I read. They don't know how many podcasts I listen to. They don't know how much I wrote, how much how much shit I've done, right? So when I tell somebody something, they ask me for some help. When I give it to them, I be like, damn, I don't know why son can't 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 do what I just told him to do because you the bread right over there. Right. You know what I mean? But I realize, too, a lot of people think Oprah Tyler Perry coming to help them. Like, they're not fucking coming to help you. God sent regular people to help you. When you're praying, he sent regular, regular people to help you. Um, and one, and one of the—well, I was just going to say that one of the things that I have learned is that there's nothing wrong with building with people who are on the ground with you. You don't yeah. always have to reach up. Like, yeah, look at yeah. the people who are next to you who are trying to do similar work. Build with them, and y'all come up together, and yeah. then— you know, once you get to that next level, look at the people who are on that same on that same next level, you know, and just keep working right. your way up. Next thing you know, you're peers with the Oprah's and the Tyler Perry's. Right. For instance, like my my mentor, like I didn't reach out to Mike Epps or all the like I I met plenty of famous comedians and I could have been like, can you be my mentor? Right. You know, but I didn't reach out to them because I was like, they ain't as fit for me, I believe, as my mentor. But I can see yeah. my awareness very high. I can see the knowledge in him, right? But not only is he my mentor, so he's telling me how to come to clubs and how this works, but then I'm helping him with his business. Mm-hmm. So he may say, nephew, I need a website built. Yeah. I'll build that for him real quick. I need this email list set up. Can you do that? I build an email list for him. So I show him how I do my stuff. Like, for instance, when I was doing my shows and I was selling out my shows, I only had 100,000 followers. And somebody may say, well, how are you able to sell out the way you're able to sell out with 100,000 followers? Well, I only go to the cities where I'm popping at. Right. How you, you know, know your city? audience. Yeah, but not only do I know my audience, I, I would say, y'all, I'm going on stand-up tour in the summer. Um, sign up, put your email on this email list, right? And then not only do I collect the email, but I collect the zip code. 
So I got their zip code now. Now I know where they live at. So I wrote a program that'll take all the zip codes that I collected and it tell me exactly what cities they in. So I know if I got a thousand people in Atlanta and the venue hold three hundred, all I gotta do is send out an email blast to a thousand people and sell out that show in Atlanta. So I made my touring a hell of a lot easier, but that's because everything everything was full circle for me with the learning curve. Yeah. So had I got the two million subscribers or the two million followers and I wasn't doing that already, then yeah. it's like I I could blow past that. So regardless of if YouTube algorithm changed on me. Or the Facebook algorithm change, I still got their direct contact and I got their zip code and I can still go get the bag at any given city. So I wasn't going to like Denver, Colorado. No, I was going to DC, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, and I was because I got the I got the list of all the people and then I was you know me at this be in your city. Yeah. And I know they specifically want to do me see me do stand up because they gave me the email, they gave me the email and they zip just for that. Yeah. And I was teaching him the same tricks that I was learning. So he ain't gotta learn how to write code because I know I write code for him. Right. Because that's my mentor. So I can I can do it for him easier. Mm-hmm. So it was a trade off. Once he once he discovered like the hidden talents in me, mm-hmm. he's like, oh I I'm gonna give him all the knowledge because he gonna give me all the knowledge and then we go grow together. Right. So it's, it's the same way. Yeah. It's the same way. But as far as I know you was asking me about mentorship, like regular people. It'd be like regular people. When you discover somebody regular, like sometimes they give you the best knowledge more yeah. than. I believe my mentor gonna give me better knowledge than Chris Rock. Yeah. And the reason is because Chris Rock been rich since '89. Yeah, he's Fuck far removed you know. from being on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Fuck do you know about my struggle? No yeah. disrespect to Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. Y'all been yeah. rich. Anymore. You've been rich. You know, for a minute. Yeah. yeah you've been rich thirty years. You ain't. We ain't going through the same shit. Right. You don't know. I need. I need the comedian that was sixty that didn't get on. Mm. He know what the fuck is going on. You yeah. know what I mean? And I need to know because you know what the comedian at sixty saying himself or fifty. He's saying, "Man, I wish I can go back to when I was twenty-five mm. and know now." I'm going to know then what I know now. Yeah. But I need that information that's in your fucking brain now. Yeah. Because I'm your, the age Cause you Because I'm at be. that age. Yeah, yeah, I need that information. And that's what I was aiming for. Like, give me yeah. the info. Yeah. So that way I can figure it out mm-hmm. faster. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. I feel like this is probably one of my best interviews. It's really, really great stories. So I appreciate it. And you were very prompt. Yeah, I'm always. I don't say I'm always. Punched. He was having to wait on me, y'all. I felt but so bad. No, 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 no. That's that's the press. I like to be on, on time too. I try to be as much as possible. Yeah, but most people are always late. That's true. Like most time you do an interview because I used to interview, but most people always. And, that's and you okay. confirmed with me early because it was funny because like it was I went to bed really late last night and I was yeah. like when I get up in the morning <laughs> I need to make sure I text Trey and confirm I wake up and you didn't text me. Yeah, I my was grandma like, was horrible. Damn. I was gonna correct. I like no, I'm just gonna send. When I realize now you see the message and then I anyway, but yeah. But that's just like that that those are just like the basics of things that people don't do. So I appreciate especially in our age group. Like people don't think about confirming yeah. or making sure or court being able to like correctly coordinate times Can, and make sure that everybody's on the same com, effectively communicating. It's yeah. just not a thing anymore, I feel. Can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. All right. If uh would you interview Oprah? Who who who's your dream interview? Beyonce. Beyonce. Ooh, that's a good one. I love Beyonce. That's a good one. That's a, a go with the story, right? Okay. I'll I, I tell you why. See, synchronicity again, right? So if 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 I said I can get you to interview with Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you told Beyonce Sunday, mm-hmm. right? When you woke up Sunday morning, you go text her? Or you go check in with her? And say, yo, we still on? I feel like this is a trick question. Not any trick questions. I want you to be straight, straightforward. Like, yes or no? Are you go check in with Beyonce that week once once I say she's coming at 12 um, to make sure everything's still good? Yes. You will. Okay. At, but I probably also would have confirmed the day before and the day before that. Okay, the right. Day before that. Right. Okay, check it out, right? <laughs> right, all right. I would have been right. confirming every day. So, when Beyonce got here at 12, would you already be ready? Or would you be putting your makeup on? 
Um, it really just depends. Well, you I, told her probably. Tour. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. All right. The, oh. the, Ain't no right or wrong answer. I want your legit answer. But no, you, I, you know, I don't the, know. The, the real answer you do know. Because if Beyonce told you twelve, if you told Beyonce twelve, you gonna be here ten. Because you don't want nothing to go wrong. Because you know Beyonce go leave, leave, right? Cause it's Beyonce, right? Yeah. You know it's Beyonce. She, she, you ain't gonna wait for your videographer. You gonna have two in here. Cause it's Beyonce, right? Yeah. Cause it's Beyonce, and I'm gonna tell you a story that somebody once told me. Right? I was in LA. I was like 2013. My manager had flew me out, so I do get out of Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn man, give me some advice. He's like, what you mean? I said, well, you riding this Ferrari? Tell me something, man. You got some gems to give me, right? Mm-hmm. And this ain't to make you feel bad at all. Don't don't feel bad. I feel like mm-hmm. I'll just make you feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. I don't just... feel bad. Okay. So he hopped out the Ferrari, he, and I asked him for some advice. And he like, he said, yo, if you could have sex with any woman, uh, in a, in, who would it be? I was like, what? Those LA, it's on some weird shit. So he was like, who would it be? If any woman you could have sex with? I was like, shit, give me Beyonce. That's why I said the synchronicity of this. I said, give me Beyonce, right? It's B. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You fuck B, nigga. You. Would you still smash her? Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. I'm going to get to that. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that, right? <laughs> so he, I'm like, it's B, right? So he was like, all right, how would you have sex with her? I said, what you kind of, what you mean? He said, would you just try to get in and out, making sure I get in? But I said, nah, I got to stand up in that. That's that's Beyonce. You don't get, you, how many chances you get to, I'm going to stand up as hard as I can. It's Beyonce. He said, you ain't going to become successful. Till you start fucking your girlfriend every time like she Beyonce. Mm. And he said, I'm going to break it down for you because you, you, mm-hmm. you ain't letting it marinate. He said, look, if he said, what you do? I said, I'm a comedian. And at this time, Diddy was doing the bad boy shit. So, he, you know, he referenced that. He said, if Diddy put you on the bad boys, a comedy tour, would you, when you got off stage, would you text uh, Diddy, Puff Daddy and tell him? Thank you. I said, y- y-, I said, yeah, I would. I would text him and say thank you. If I saw him, I would try to say thank you in person. If I couldn't, I would at least text him if I got something and thank him. He said, he said, okay. He said, now if Joe Crab Shack, that owns Joe Crab Shack up the street, let you do his five minute mic and it's three people in there. Mm-hmm. When you get off stage, did you go thank him? Mm-hmm. When you get off stage, did you go text him? Mm-hmm. And he said, now look, your break hidden. You don't know where your break coming from, mm-hmm. right? See, Joe Crab Shack may can't get your break directly, but he got the cousin. Yeah. And, and that's the agent in LA. Yeah. Right. He said, Yo, you gotta come see this fucking kid. He humble and he 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 on point. Right? right. But you so busy giving Diddy Beyonce dick that that ain't the person that's gonna help you. Yeah. So your break is hidden. And yeah. so you never know where your break is hidden at. For so sure. therefore you gotta fuck everybody like they Beyonce. Yeah. Until you make it. Yeah. So at not one point, that's why you. Uh, that's why I said when you said you was on time. Like, well, I'm, I ain't gonna say I'm always on time because shit happened. Right. But I'm gonna treat you like Beyonce. Yeah. If Beyonce told me to be here. She wanted to interview me. Yeah. I'm gonna treat you the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna treat everybody like they Beyonce until I fucking arrive. And right. then even then, I'm probably still gonna treat people because it's, it's ingrained in me now to be that. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. So that's how I get down. That's how I try to get down, and that's gonna open up way more doors for you. And then that becomes your character. So if I don't show up on time, motherfucker, like something wrong. Yeah. Like immediately you know something wrong because that ain't in his that ain't in his, his fucking character. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That ain't his character. But mm-hmm. that was the best advice I think I've ever gotten in my life. Yeah. And so that's why I go. And I ain't mean to come in. So no. I, mind, I ain't got they ain't got shit to do. I don't mind her. I do interviews all the time and people come in and you know what I mean, somebody may be later. Shit happens, it's life. Oh, but no, I got but see, so Daisy knows that I'm what I try to be, um, and, and and that is good advice. That's a very refreshing way to put it because I don't I, I don't remember when or where I was given that advice, but that was instilled in me as a kid because I used to want to be a singer. 
And I used to perform a lot as a kid. And my parents used to be, because I used to have to perform like at church and then sometimes at school. And the kind of effort that I put into like my school performances were different than what I put into at church. And my mom and my, well, I don't remember who it was. One of my parents, they were just like, you always show up and put in your best foot forward no matter what the audience is and who was there, how many people it is. Right. My grandmother was a singer too. And so like the, that, part of of putting that amount of effort into your craft when you're doing something wasn't still to me in a long time. So I actually like that story because I I feel like I do need I needed to hear that. And then, you know, um Daisy and I had a talk before because I was just like, why aren't you here yet? Trey's already here. Like, this is embarrassing. So, it ain't embarrassing? For me, it was. It, well, because, okay, I because, because Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, like I, I, was, I, you, I didn't feel no type of way. Well, and I appreciate that. I didn't that. feel no type of way. That's what I'm saying. But we, we I'm good. saying because I did, because I do oh, okay. feel like I try to have that mentality. And well, you maybe good me, for Daisy to hear too. Maybe. So I mean, then, you know, it, everybody it was good here. For me. Exactly. It's it good exactly, for me to hear. I still exactly. have to remind myself that. Because I was like, oh my God, he's here already. I'm still putting on my makeup. Like, I nah, was like, upset I got early. With you said 12, and yeah. I got here early. I was just letting you know I was outside. But I didn't want you waiting. That's cool. I wanted you to, like, yeah, already walk in. So I was upset with myself that I wasn't prepared for you to be here early. Okay. And that's also because I've been warped in, in dealing with people who don't be on time. I, oh, that's what I was going to say. I was stop real fast. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say that because I used to do a podcast interview and hardly ever. Anybody's on time, you know what I mean. That's but guess what? If Oprah was interviewing them, guess what they go be early. They go be early, right? Because mm-hmm. they know Oprah ain't waiting. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, get his ass out of here!" I told him to be here because you ain't gonna do Oprah Ellen like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that just go to show. But if everybody, so you got to remember to stay. And this is what the hardest thing is. So you got to stay one way when the world is another way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which I'm not gonna is, lie; that's been hard for me. It's very though. hard to stay one way when yeah. the world is another way. So it's like I got to remind myself stay this way. Like, stay the course. Like, stay this way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, still go early. Yeah. You know, even though... And I always tell myself... Because, you know, I get a lot of people that message me or they do this or they say, I got this or I got this. Then I always be like, 98% of bullshit when they when they coming to me with ideas or they coming to me with business ideas. But I sit down with them and listen. I don't turn nobody down mm-hmm. because I, I don't want to miss that two. That's where my break at. Yeah. But I got to get to the two with my break at, sometimes you gotta listen to 98 bullshits to get the two real ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I ain't go, I ain't gonna say, nah, I ain't fucking with son trying to get over on me. I'm gonna listen to you and I'm like, okay, this bullshit. Then in my head, I'm gonna but I'm gonna listen to you first. So your my awareness gotta be high and you gotta listen to a lot of bullshit sometimes. But then after you listen to it, you be like, okay, you can decipher then what you go do and what you not go do. Yeah. And don't miss your break because of the world. The world will cause you to miss your break. Yeah. You know, but I don't never let that interfere with how I operate. Yeah. So I still stay true to I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Like when you ask how can I get the interview, you can get it now. Put my number now. Like immediately, right? That's exactly how it was. Yeah. It yeah. was no, you got to talk. you like, who? you got to talk to nobody. Put my number now, right? It's exactly like that. You text me, can we stick at the interview? Yeah. What's the date? Yeah. Give me a date. Boom. So, uh, Sunday. Boom. We're going to make it happen Sunday. Yeah. It's really that simple. I'm going to listen to everything and I'm going I'm to look at everything. Now, of course, uh, I'm gonna listen to all your. I listen to your podcast. You know, I like what she did. Good. Yeah, yeah, I like she. Trey, she, you are just becoming my favorite guest. No, nah, no. Nah, so, I, <laughs> right, because sometimes when you do interviews, people, you know, they, they ain't, like, you can look at my shit a little bit. You, oh, know you what heard I mean? me say that. Say what? You heard me say that? Because I think I definitely have called no, out the, people on yeah, that. I, th- I think, yeah, but but so many interviews where motherfuckers don't be saying that. Hell no. They be like, they be like, uh, like, well, I don't know, what do, you, what do we do? Like, what kind of interview, what kind of podcast? What do you mean? Why why, 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 why accept my invitation? Why are you here? Yeah, why, why are you here? Invitation why are you tonight? asking for my platform? Yeah. Yeah. And you ain't you ain't even... You don't even know what the fuck it is. Yeah, so I ain't. I, I never want to be that 
when I'm on something. So I was like, okay, I fucks with this. But I saw you doing them. I saw you being consistent. And I said, okay, okay, I fuck with it. You know what I mean? So when somebody asks me to be on something, sometimes I'm like, do five episodes first. And maybe be the sixth guest. Because you're not going to start off with me because I don't believe you go put in. But you're on episode 90 now. Mm-hmm. You know 90. what I'm saying? 90. So you 90 episodes deep. So I trust it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to remember that too. You got to protect brands too. Your brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you when you become an entity, actual entity. But I'm talking about myself, anybody, not you. Yeah. Because you already got a brand with your podcast. But So I look at it like that. Yeah. I look at it like that. Wow. Trey has become my favorite guest. I think I just got a little emotional. All right. Well, that that's what I, I don't feel like there was a better way to wrap that up. Is there anything that you want to promote? Nah. Traymo.com. Like it just type me in Traymo. Uh, I mean, like no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, just if, the pl- if the plan works the way I wrote it, yeah. you know, life has to throw you a curveball, but yeah. I should be straight. Yeah, I think I'd be sure we come be. back like three years from now and be like, damn, I remember my son was talking that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so when you get to that next level, you're going to come back to the Coco C podcast. Yeah, and we'll talk fuck with more. everybody who fuck with me. Yeah. You go get it. We go, 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 go to my crib downtown, LA. Yeah. I'll fly you and Daisy out. And oh, then we do okay. it like that. Look, we sit at this. Go ahead, speak it into existence. Okay? <laughs> we be in my studio at the house. We're doing it. Okay, that's how we're going to do it. Or we can be in Atlanta at my condo Where, downtown look, or wherever we at. Wherever. And I'll pull I, up. I, I pull the mics out and we, yeah. get, it, we get it popping right then and there. Yeah. We get it popping right then and there. I love that. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, you already know what it is. Coco C Podcast. First of all, if you guys want to support, if you want to continue to hear this content, go to anchor.fm slash Coco's Tea and, you know, donate me a little bit of money so you can continue to get this content, all right? Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, at I am the real Coco. Check out this podcast anywhere that you listen to a SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Coco's Tea is there. Thank you for listening. Hey, man, that was rocking, man. I like-